And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining us tonight. We got a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot to discuss, ain't it? There's, a, there's quite a few topics on board for today. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby. I mean, Bill Cosby, of course. That's the main topic of the night, in my humble opinion. If you guys have been here for a long time, I covered this story when it was going on, right when all the accusers were coming out, right when he got locked up, I was right there covering it. So I have a lot to say on this particular topic. We'll get to that a little bit later. Also, we got to talk about the NSA allegedly spying on Tucker Carlson. Is anybody surprised at the allegation? Do you believe Tucker? Why would he just lie like that when he knows that if he's to get exposed for lying, it could damage him and his reputation and ruin his show? Why would he lie? I've not heard him lie before, so why would he start now with such a big allegation? It doesn't make any sense, but we'll talk about that. Also, we have a transgender Miss Nevada USA 2021. Anybody surprised? These things I talk about on this channel should not be a surprise to you because I've been talking about it for a while. I've warned you about it for a while. And here we are. Maybe the Pill Cosby thing could be a surprise, but not really. Also, Gwen Berry, the Olympian, protested a national anthem on the metal podium. What's going on with that? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for joining. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy the channel, if you enjoy what you heard thus far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. If you're listening to this show on your favorite audio streaming platform, which you can do, uh, give me a five-star rating or wherever over there. And you're able to hear this show on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. already if you're not doing so right now and a link for that will be in the box or you can go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search for abl live and this show should pop right on up all right so we got a whole lot oh of course always go to ablmerch.com ablmerch.com and get your limited edition usa special edition hats there's only a few of them and when they're gone they're gone maybe i'll restock but i gotta you know, I got to get some PPE money or something like that to restock them. You understand what I'm saying? But they're here right now. And if you want to get 20% off the entire order, including a hat and whatever else you put in there, uh, T-shirt, stickers, or whatever that are in the store, you can get the entire cart for 20% off using promo code 1776-1776. And please be careful. If you don't put the code in, I can't put it in after for you. Promo code 1776. Also, if you want one of these flags I have behind me, go to bhedesigns.com. Link for that will be in the box. Please use that link. It's an affiliate. They, you know, give me a little piece of the sale. Honesty, best policy. I'm a capitalist. If you enjoy the flags, they're made right here in America, handmade, and they're beautiful. I love them. All right. So we got the commercials out of the way. We got all that good stuff out of the way. Um, we're going to get into Bill Cosby a, a little bit into the show, probably like right around the half hour mark, because I want everybody to come in here, get your, get your food prepared, get your drink nice and cold and crispy right on the table, wherever you are, get that prepared. Cause I'm gonna talk about Bill Cosby for a while, a little bit more into the show, but I will talk about him. 
Never you worry. And we'll get to the calls at about 9 o'clock. You guys can call in because I was seeing some interesting comments, but I'll, I'll, I digress for now. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, let's start with uh, Miss um, Nevada. <laughs> Mr. Nevada, I'm not really sure what the pronouns are. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is it Miss or Mr. or Zir Zim? I've heard that you can make up any kind of pronouns you want. You can, you know, just create random pronouns, and that must be what you refer to. So if I right now say, you know what, um, my my pronouns are rich baller, <laughs> rich like I'm a millionaire, rich baller, you got to call me by, your, by, by those pronouns. And if you don't call me rich baller as my pronouns, then you are a bigot, you are a racist, and you are whatever kind of phobe I want to create because – can you say homophobe? Can you say transphobe? If I create my own uh, pronouns, then what are we really calling each other? It's, it's to the point now where it's gotten ridiculous. You know, I'm going to talk about the absurdity of all this pronoun stuff, and then I'm going to get to Mr. Nevada. Now, I saw something on the Twitter, and I, it won't be anything too weird, but I, I got to show you some of the cringe that I see on a daily basis just so you understand exactly what's going on. Now, speaking about pronouns and things of this nature, I saw, oh, <laughs> I got to I got to show one thing here. Hold on. This, this, this one thing I saw was really crazy. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Speaking about, you know, just picking whatever kind of gender you want, whatever kind of pronouns you want. We have this white guy who was an influencer you guys may know who this is. I don't know this person or who they are or anything like that. But apparently they are an influencer and they are a white British person, but they became Korean. Let me put it on the screen right quick so you guys can see what I'm talking about. And shout out to Rasta Red Pill on Twitter for posting this video. It's not him in the video, but he just posted it. He just reposted the cringe for you guys to enjoy. Now let's put them on the screen. So this guy right here is a regular white guy, but he now identifies as Korean. How can you say he's not? That means you're a bigot. That means you're a racist. As a matter of fact, he identifies as what's the person's name? Jimin from BTS. Let's get a little bit of sound. Shall we? Let's see what he wants to let's, let's hear from Mr. Jimin himself anyone online as British because I, I identify as Korean that's just my culture that's my home country that's exactly how I look now um and sir to say you look Korean is a little bit of a stretch you look like something was a little bit different but to say you look Korean I you know that's that's a lot of confidence talking right there but I'm not really sure that I'm buying into it too much and I also identify as Jimin that's my Korean name but uh not only that I just I, I know it's a little bit confusing for some people. Nobody's ever come out as Jimin or Korean, but um, this is something that you guys know if you follow my journey for the last eight years. I've really struggled with identity issues, with who I am. You know, anyone online as British because I, I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. I mean, but hey, this, this, this is where we are now. Your pronouns, you can create any kind of pronoun, demi pronouns, neo pronouns, identify as Korean. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? They, and, and by the way, this person is an influencer. They're a blue check on Twitter. They had 18 surgeries to get to that. 18 surgeries. But you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm not going to do 18 surgeries. I'm going to just identify as, um, I'm going to identify as George Washington. That's, that's me. That's, that's my culture. That's how I look now. Maybe I put one of them powdered wigs and call it a day. I'm not, I'm not doing no surgeries. I'm not getting no skin lightening. I'm going to just put on the powder white wig and say, I am George Washington. We're both from Virginia. We're both, you know, we're, we're uh, revolutionaries. That's what I'm identify as. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me anything different. And if you do, that means you're a bigot, right? Isn't that kind of how it works? I mean, what's going on? And you know what? Aside from people identifying as other people, as different races, different ethnicities, getting surgeries and things of that nature, you also have something else. Now, this, okay, before I show this next clip, I have to offer an apology. I apologize to anyone if I ever said to you that evolution is not real. And I've said that before. And this video makes me just reevaluate myself because I feel like, you know, I've, I've been educated properly that evolution is real. I said that there was never a missing link, that it just didn't exist in nature. That we got all these bones all over the earth and it's always of a full and complete specimen. And a specimen is always the same. And then when they say, oh, you got a missing link, it's like a tooth or a fraction of a bone. But I've been proven wrong. Because, you know, one of the main things I would point to is when Darwin would say a cow somehow became a, a, a dolphin or a whale. I'm like, how does that make any sense? Like, I don't see any evidence of that. I don't see the missing link, but I think I found the missing link. So I want to put that on the screen in just one moment. And you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Here we go. I think this is the missing link. It won't be any sound because there's music and I don't want to get copyright striked, but check the screen out right here. Okay. So it's kind of small, but you can see what's going on. What you have for those that can't see is the missing link swimming in what appears to be. There it is a little bit bigger swimming in what appears to be a giant sized fish tank. This this is a whole human being. Now this person has on like a mermaid type outfit. They appear to be identifying as a woman. I think they might be a male because I'm seeing some Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith type. I, I feel like if you get into a boxing match, I might I might lose. You understand what I'm saying? But they got to be about 300 pounds or so right around that. One more hamburger, they're gonna tip the scale. Okay, the gut is is just flourishing. It's just flourishing, hanging out there, doing whatever it wants to do. They have on a mermaid outfit from the bottom of their stomach down. They have on like this little bikini bra top type thing. And they have a flag under the water. And throughout the whole time they're under the water, right? They're under the water with this big flag that has all the LGBT, LMNO, Q, X, Y, and Z, every letter in the alphabet on it. You got the trans stuff in there. You got the LGBT, the black and brown, everything on this flag. This is the missing link. Darwin said that the cow became a whale. There we have it. You're in the water. I'm, I've, I've been proven wrong. So again, my apologies if I ever said that evolution is not real and there was no evidence for it. 
the evidence is right before you. So I'm not sure what they identify as, but I believe this is a brand new species that man has not seen before. As a matter of fact, I think there were a few of them, right? There, there were a few of them and they all had the same thing going on. So th this is a whole new discovery for me. Now, speaking about different uh, <laughs> genders and species and whatnot, people identify as, you also have Miss Nevada. Now, Miss Nevada um, is a biological man. They identify as a woman. They, they identify as trans, right? But they are biological male. How is this fair to the 21 women that this biological male defeated to accomplish this goal? Matter of fact, I have pictures of them. Give me one second here. If I can find them, I'll load them on the screen. Now, I'm not going to say every woman is a picture of beauty. I mean, that's really for everybody that's watching the judge. But what I will say is that they are all women. As far as I know, and if I'm wrong, you guys let me know in the comments. That's what really matters. I don't care. You know, like people talking about, oh, man, the, 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 the male looks good. All right. I mean, I, I'm not judging nobody. If people think that the man, the, the biological man as a woman looks good, hey, somebody might like the way that uh, Caitlyn Jenner looks. And that's fine. Everybody, hey, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I think Caitlyn looks identical to Bruce. You understand what I'm saying? It's funny because when Bruce was becoming quote unquote Caitlyn, he looked he looked more like what I think a Caitlyn would look like. The the Caitlyn now looks more like the old Bruce, but with a wig on. In my opinion, maybe it's just me. I don't know. And that voice ain't changed. All right, you know, my my name is Caitlyn now, Mister Logan. It's not Bruce anymore. I've I've become a new person. Please stop dead naming me. I'm going to become the governor of California and we're going to cut those taxes. We're going to get the jobs back and we're going to be tough on crime. That I'm hearing a voice. I'm seeing a person that looks more like the Wheaties box in my humble opinion. I don't really see, but anyway, I digress. So Miss Nevada is transgender. Now, is it a coincidence that this happened right during pride month? Is it a coincidence? Because the person, I think their name is Catalina Enriquez, they gave a shout out to Pride Month and her quote unquote community. You know what that is. That's the LGBT community, right? Shout out to the community. Shout out to Pride Month. Is it a coincidence or not? And then when they reported it on the news, they said that um, this is the first transgender woman to ever win um, a Miss USA state title. And that's also going to be obviously the first person to run for Miss USA from any state. So I think this might've been kind of a, a plan to do this. And then at a certain point, it's like, all right, are these pageants, are, are these pageants kind of just set up? Is it, is it going to become like boxing where it's corrupt, where you know that the winners aren't really winners? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's home court advantage and things of that nature. You know, matter of fact, okay, I have pictures of the women. So these are the other contestants in the Miss Nevada race. Now, everybody has, everybody has their opinion about how the young ladies look. But one thing to keep in mind, the person that won Miss Nevada is biological man. Matter of fact, I'll put a picture on the screen. It won't be nothing weird. So if you got kids, you don't got to, you know, 
they're not going to be with the with the stuff hanging now. Unlike that spot, I'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, Miss Nevada twenty twenty one, Miss Nevada USA. Okay, so just for for compare and contrast, right? And you know what? I'm gonna say this: if you out there dating guys, please be careful. You know, a lot of these, you know, you you in Atlanta, and then the way the way it used to be back in the day. Okay, matter of fact, let's, let's put a picture on the screen, then we talk about it. Okay, so you see Miss Nevada. That's the person right there with the tiara and the or sorry, the crown tiara, whatever it is, and the sash, right? That's them right there. That is biological man. Yes, it is. Now, I was about to say, back in the day, you used to be able to tell if somebody was born a different gender by observing certain things. Um, some things you can't really hide, in my opinion. But the main thing was, is, you know, the Adam's apple, you know, if that was there, it's like, okay, red flag, but you, you can get that shaved down now, if I'm not mistaken. I think, um, Bruce Jenner had that done before he became Caitlin. Right. So I, I mean, I'm not really seeing it. Maybe it's a shadow right there. I don't know. But one thing you can't really get changed is your feet. And they're not showing the feet in this one, but the feet look like, they, you know, I'm talking about basketball player. You know, I got, I'm wearing a size 13 right now. So if somebody's my size, I'm 6'3". If somebody's my size and they want to become a woman, them feet are not going to shrink and hands as well. All right. I got pretty, I can, I can palm basketball right now with these hands. Your hands and your feet are not going to shrink, right? So that's, that's some signs. So if you're out there dating fellas, please be aware if you're not into that type of stuff, hey, just be aware. Now, if you are into it, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying some guys might not want to get involved. Anyway, this is Miss Nevada USA 2021. Just so you understand, this is biological man, right? Transgender woman. Now, let's look at people that, um, let me see, and the shoulders in, big shoulders, you know, all, all this stuff going on right here. You know, game banging, prison shoulders. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> so let's let's get to the pictures of the contestants that lost to Miss Enrique. Um, not Enrique. I'm tripping. Um, Catalina Enriquez. All right. So I, I don't I don't I don't know their names. All I have is pictures. So this is the first young lady. The second one. These are all the contestants that lost. In the Miss Nevada pageant to Cataluna Enriquez. Here's another young lady. All right. Another one. The next one here. And again, everybody has their opinion about how everybody looks. I'm just showing you all the pictures, right? Another young lady. Another one. These are all biological women, if I'm not mistaken. No transgenders. And these are this is the list right here. So I think there were a total of 23 people competing, 23 women, including, do I see Catalina Enriquez? Yeah, right there, number 11. So there's another young lady there. Another one. Another one. Appears to be Hispanic, person of color. Another young lady here. Another young lady, one more, one more Asian, of course. 
one more and another. Another. She reminds me of the lady from Seinfeld. Uh, I don't. I don't know her name. You guys know, but was Elaine? She kind of reminds me of her. So that's that's the ones I have pictures of. I think there's more, but that's all I have pictures of right there. They all lost out to Catalina Enriquez. Now, is it fair? I mean, hey, people talking about how they look. I understand, but check it out. It's like this. <laughs> Let's have the competition be among the biological women, right? That's all I'm saying. People could say that they don't look all that. I get it. I, I understand. However... Let's have them compete among each other. Let's not have it to where you have um, Catalina Enriquez and these, these kind of people become the, the the winners because then at that point, it's like, all right, you got all these girls that go out for these pageants and your, your confidence is shaking because you can't even win against a man. Like, imagine how you feel as a woman, right? And you get beat by a man in a beauty pageant. Oh, pardon me. I don't want to say a man, uh, a biological man in a beauty pageant. How would you feel about that? It's just not right. It's unfair. It's damaging the confidence. It's not right. It's the same thing going on with uh, sports. Uh, but you have biological men competing against women. Not fair. Disadvantage. It's just not right. So let's just have, yeah, somebody said it. Trans should have their own competition. I think that does exist. But some people, they want to they interfere with other people's things. As a as a male, I identify as male, I am male. I don't want to interfere with a, a woman's space. I let that be her space, right? I let her do her own thing. I don't want to interfere. Don't interfere in my space. I won't interfere in yours. It's like, just speaking about men and women, aside from the whole trans thing, um, like going to the barbershop. When you're in a barbershop having a conversation with other men, it's it's more relaxed. It's more direct. When women come in, the whole vibe changes instantly. People getting quiet, not trying to say the wrong thing. It's a male space. Same thing with a hair salon. I've been in the hair salon before because I've been doing business. I've been in beauty beauty shops and barbershops all over Virginia just doing business. And it's different when men are in there and people should have their own spaces where they're able to be. Same thing with kids. Little kids have their own little space or whatever. They should be able to go outside and play, playground and all of that without having adults beating on the slides and stuff with them. You understand? But I digress. So that's what's going on right now. And if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I'd appreciate you if you did. All righty. And what else we got going? We got a whole lot happening. I promise I will get to Bill Cosby. I have a lot to say on that whole situation, so y'all just hang tight. I think I'm going to do one more topic, and then I'm going to get to Bill Cosby, because I'm going to save that one for a little bit more into the show. Just a little bit more into the show, so y'all hang tight. Let's talk about the NSA spying on Tucker Carlson, allegedly. Now, do you guys think the NSA is spying on Tucker Carlson? Spying on Fox News? Now, Tucker said that they are, because there was a whistleblower that contacted him, and said, hey, we have your emails, reading your emails. And they gave him some of the information that he got from the emails. And Tucker was like, you're only able to get the information if you've read my emails. I have the evidence. I have the proof that you are reading my emails. You shouldn't have it. This is the wrong thing to do. Now, the NSA responded to Tucker. And the way they responded was so petty because 
Tucker's show comes on at 8 o'clock, right? 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The NSA on their tw- on their Twitter page put out like a like a screenshotted response at 8 p.m. sharp. 800 p.m. sharp. It's like, all right, come on. You're trolling them at this particular point. Are we supposed to be some, you know, are we like the quote unquote intelligence community? Highly respected and all this and that. Are we that or are we petty like children? What's really going on? But I digress. In their statement, they said that Tucker Carlson is not the, he's not, um, basically, he's not, he's not a target, any kind of investigation, anything like that. No, he's not an intelligence target and nobody's trying to destroy his show. Well, you don't have to be a target to be spot on. Okay, that's number one. And then number two, who's to say that the NSA has to have an objective for people in the NSA to achieve an objective? So the NSA itself may not want to destroy Tucker Carlson's show, but maybe there are some guys and girls in the NSA that want to do it. Just like in the FBI, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok. Remember that whole situation? Okay, we got an insurance policy. When I go to Virginia... I can smell the Trump supporters, all this, that, and the third. Remember that? That's not the FBI's official stance, but there's a couple, you know, a cheating adulterous couple in the FBI that feel that way, that want to do certain things to Trump, that are using their power of the FBI to allegedly try to accomplish it. So if that happened and we saw it, then why couldn't that same thing be happening in the NSA? And didn't that Stone tell us about this? Edward Snowden whistleblew back in 2013 about the NSA and their spying, how they spy on regular normie citizens, spying on your cell phone, spying on your emails, spying on you, period. He said that back then. So if Edward Snowden said it, Tucker Carlson saying it, the whistleblower saying it at a certain point, maybe it's true. Whether it be true or not, we know that they can do it. Now, they also said, the NSA that is, in their response, that they're tasked with gathering foreign intelligence. Well, so is um, the FISA court. That's what it's supposed to be. It's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, F-I-S-A. That's what it's supposed to be for, but somehow the FISA court granted a warrant to the FBI to, um, to spy on the Trump Tower. So if their purpose is for foreign intelligence gathering and security abroad why are they spying on trump tower oh because russia this russia that russia 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 oh they're colluding with the russians they had to create this 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 straw man this boogeyman this this red scare xenophobic thing of russia they had to create that to create an excuse to harass trump to spy on trump to try and get trump out of office to damage trump reputation that's what it's all about that's why they kept pushing it it, it, you know, that's that's the ultimate reason because they were using that as an excuse. Oh, because Russia's involved with the election. So we got to spy on Trump to see what's going on. And then we saw Trump Jr. had a meeting with the Russian lady. So we got to spy on him to see what's happening with that meeting. They were talking about uh, the, the most basic stuff like foster care. But nah, it's a nefarious meeting. They're talking about destroying the United States. We got to find out what's going on. So they used the FISA Act the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on Donald Trump. So it could be the same thing going on here. And they also didn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily spy on Trump directly. It was kind of a proxy uh, or spying by proxy. 
They spied on someone that's close to him. Therefore, they had to, sp- had to spy on the Trump Tower because of the other person, not Trump. Now, of course, Trump is going to be in Trump Tower. So we're going to get incidental, quote unquote, data on Donald Trump. But he wasn't the target. Come on. Same thing Tucker Carlson. Oh, we had to spy on uh, a person over here because of some foreign stuff, because Russia or Ukraine and Moldova somewhere, um, you know, Hunter Biden and the laptop. We had to spy on that guy. So because we had to spy on them to get information about this foreign country and a potential threat, we had to spy on Tucker as well because he was caught up in the dragnet, right? When, when you literally drag in the net like a fishing net, you might find a little bit of everything. You might find a spare tire, some old plane debris from the plane that disappeared in the Indian Ocean, but that's a different story. You might find some fish or whatever. So everything in that net gets caught up in it, and that's what's happening right now in Tucker, allegedly. So they came out and said he's not the target. Well, who is the target? That's what I want to know. And Tucker said that they were able to contact um, the NSA. And he was asking, hey, do you guys have my emails? Have you read my emails? And they weren't really responding. And like, oh, we can't tell you that. And he's like, okay, why can't you tell me that? Why can't you just answer the question? And they didn't want to answer that as well. So I believe they have his emails. I believe they read his emails. But... I also believe that they're being dishonest. They're, they're kind of lying by omission. They're not telling the full story about how they have the emails or why. Because then that kind of like let the cow out the bag. They're trying to spy on him in a way that is legal. And we got to fix that law for sure because that is going to be a serious problem coming up here in the future. All right. Oh, and the FBI has been in a lot of different things. I'm seeing this... Um, there's a new group out now, some neo-Nazi white supremacist group, and they're throwing paint on um, George Floyd statues. I think it might have been at least one they threw paint on. But um, let me see if I can find it. There may have been another they threw paint on. But I'm like, okay. Matter of fact, here it is. Okay. And again, Roster Red Pill says BLM murals of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor painted over by Patriot Front. So that's the name of the group, Patriot Front. Um, and the question is asked, who are Patriot Front? So you see right there, um, they, they put some blue paint on George Floyd and somebody else. I'm not, not sure what it is over there. You got this random sympathetic white guy in front talking about, oh, you know, this thing took so long to curate and such a short time to destroy they're trying to blame Patriot Front, talking about they left their mark, they left their website, all this, that, and the third. But I believe any kind of group like this that puts their mark on it so you know it's them, they're probably about 50% FBI on the low end. On the low end. Remember the whole thing about Gretchen Whitmer and there were some guys that were going to kidnap her, allegedly? Literally half of the group was the FBI. It's only four guys that were trying to do it. Two of the guys were FBI. One of them was an agent, like an actual, here's my badge agent. The other guy was a snitch. So half of the guys in this little thing were FBI agents. I feel like any kind of group like this, doing stuff like this, they're they're feds, 1,000%. And and we saw that with the Proud Boys, unfortunately. You know, Enrique Tarrio um, was found out to be a very well-known informant. And when the January 6th thing happened, 
The Proud Boys went to D.C. So they Enrique because he's like one of their leaders. And I think the night before the sixth or the night before the night before. So either on the fourth or the fifth, Enrique was arrested on the streets of D.C. Just picked up. No explanation was given. He was just picked up. That's strange. Why would he get like, what did he do? I mean, there wasn't any kind of charge as far as I know. He didn't go to jail or nothing like that. He didn't get sent to the penitentiary. There wasn't any kind of trial. So what you get arrested for? I think they were taking their asset off the street because maybe somebody knew that something might go down on the six. And they didn't want him to be out there to have to get caught up in the mix. Because if the Pride Boys out there and they get involved with something, whether it's a fight that's being picked or something where they got to be active, they don't want Enrique to have to be active as well because that's their essay, allegedly. But as far as him being an informant, that's that's something that's very very well known. You know, he had been to jail before. He um, was an FBI informant at least back in 2013 and got some guys locked up. I think they said they got like 13 guys locked up on federal charges. So for him to get arrested a night before for no explanation, no reason, I mean... Is it, is it a coincidence or not? You, you guys let me know. So a lot of these groups, a lot of the January 6th thing, in my humble opinion, the FBI were involved. Some guys that should be arrested, I'm not saying the people that are arrested should be. I'm just saying some guys that should be arrested and should be in jail are not. Why? Is it because they are FBI agents? Is it because they're snitches? What's the reason why they're not arrested? Like, if you do something that someone else does and you guys are in the same kind of organization but one of you guys gets locked up and the other one doesn't ask why start to ask questions. I'm just trying to figure it out. All right. Yeah. I, I'm sure that they did know I, Antifa were there. Uh, the federal rallies, they were there 100%. I, I believe that. And it's no doubt about it. No doubt in my mind, at least. All right. And shout out to Trump for going to the border today and, and still being referred to as President Trump. See, the border guys, they understand what's going on with Trump. I'm going to get to Pill Cosby in a moment. But the border guys, they understand what's going on. They know that Trump had the right idea. The, the zero tolerance, stay in Mexico, built in the wall. These are things that worked. But now what the Biden administration is doing, they're trying to undo things that Trump did, even though it worked. Just because it's out of spite, because that's something that they probably campaigned on. Okay, we're not going to have the wall. We're going to let everybody come over, and they've created a mess. It's out of control at this point, but they can't do anything about it now. What Trump had going on, the way he had the system, was right. Some guys were able to come over if they had a visa or whatever it is, but the criminal aliens, a bunch of random illegals, they were not allowed to come in. The border was secure. The border was fairly safe. Everything was all good. And it was funny that Kamala Harris went to El Paso. Okay, you didn't go to the Rio Grande Valley. You went to El Paso. There's a wall in El Paso, and I've seen it. It's a nice wall, too. It's a fortified wall. You know, it's like two different layers. It's a wall in El Paso. It's very secure. I've been there. I've been pretty much right on the wall, and... Juarez, which is right across the border, very dangerous. El Paso is safe as safe can be. 
Not only is there a wall right there, it's also a military base right there. You got drones, helicopters, heavy uh, machinery, a wall, all of that right there in El Paso. That's why water is extremely dangerous, but El Paso is safe as safe could be because we have security at the border inside the U.S., military base. What are you going to do? But other parts of the border don't have that. That's why you can just come on in and things are getting really dangerous in these towns on the border and also in Mexico in their towns as well. All right. So let's go ahead and get to Bill Cosby. Let's get to Bill Cosby. Now, Bill Cosby has been released from the penitentiary. He has done almost three years of a 10-year sentence. Now, the sentence was for the sexual assault case involving Andrea Constand. She was an employee at Temple University in Philadelphia and allegedly, you know, builded his old MO, his alleged MO of spiking a drink, sexually assaulting. That's what he does. That's what, he, that's what people have been saying about him for years and years and years, going back to the 70s, 60s, 80s, years. They've been saying he'd be doing the same thing. Not just Andrea Constand, not just Beverly Johnson, not just white women, black women, white women, you know, everything in between. You know, people that were probably cool with doing the drugs, some that weren't. Anyway, so let's go back a little bit. This whole Andrea Constand thing. He got convicted, locked up, 10-year sentence. He did almost three years of the sentence. Now he's home because the case was thrown out due to his due process being violated. It was thrown out by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, you guys let me know in the comments. Now, why were his due process rights violated? How did that actually happen? Well, the, the Andrea Constant trial did not go properly according to what they say. Let's go back, 2004. 2004, um, the alleged incident between Bill, I mean, Bill Cosby and Andrea Constant happens. 2005, there's a lawsuit, a civil case against Bill Cosby. In this case, he eventually settles and pays $3.3 million to Andrea Constant. But during the case, um, a, a DA or prosecutor or somebody, I think it might have been a DA, gave Bill Cosby a deal, verbal deal on the record. Everybody knew about it. Lawyers knew about it. Uh, Bill, everybody knew about it, right? The deal was, hey, if you testify in this case and you say certain things that could be incriminating, you won't get prosecuted for this case. It won't be a criminal case. It'll only be civil. It's like, all right, bet. Okay, cool. So in that case, he said some things that were very incriminating about himself. But there was never any charges brought because of the deal, right? No charges. Talk about what's going on and let's settle for the $3.3 million. Cool. Deal's done. Pays the money. If I'm not mistaken, they move on with life. It's 2005. And I heard about that back in 2005. A lot of you guys did not know about that. A lot of you guys did not know about Bill Cosby until 2015 when Hannibal Burris comes along. Well, 2014, pardon me. That's when Hannibal Burris comes along. Now, Hannibal Burris is a comedian, not, not really well known. You guys may know about him. If you ever watched the Eric Andre show, he's the, the black guy. If you ever seen that meme of um, 
you know, the guy shooting the person in the chair. And it's like, why would X, Y, and Z do this? The guy that's getting shot, but not really getting shot, obviously. That's Hannibal Burris, right? Matter of fact, can I find the meme? But that's him. Matter of fact, here it is. So you probably know him more from this than anything else. Okay, can I get the meme up or not? Nah? There we go. Let's, that's, that's not a good one. But anyway, I'll, I'll get a meme up in a minute. So Hannibal Burris goes and does a comedy routine in Philadelphia. This is where Bill Cosby's from. I mean, Bill Cosby. And he speaks about um, the allegations against Bill Cosby. And it goes viral because a lot of people don't know or they didn't know about what Bill Cosby had been accused of. Now, for guys like me, I've been hearing about it for years. People have been hearing about it for years. Hollywood have been talking about it for years. And I think the reason why people didn't really know is because they only interface with Bill Cosby through the Cosby show, which was a great show. It's still a great show The the Cosby show. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the best of the best. And that's just a fact, you know, that right there, that can't be denied. If anybody denies that the Cosby show is great, I don't understand that. That was the biggest show on television for years. And it probably was the biggest show in the world for years. But anyway, they interfaced with Bill Cosby through the Cosby show. They know him as America's dad, Jello Pudding Pop, Heathcliff Huxtable. They know about Felicia Rashad, a.k.a. Claire. They know about Malcolm Jamal Warner, a.k.a. Theo, um, Keisha Knight Pulliam, a.k.a. Rudy, uh, Lisa Bonet, a.k.a. Denise. They know about these characters, but they don't know about the actual people behind the characters. For a long time, Bill Cosby has been accused of doing certain things that were inappropriate. And if you pay attention, he'll tell you what's going on. There was an episode of the Cosby show where he has this famous barbecue sauce, right? And he says, if you spread the barbecue sauce on the ribs, everybody gets all quote-unquote huggy-buggy. You can look it up for yourself. You know, I don't got to play it right here, but you can look it up. Matter of fact, I'm going to find it, but I won't play it. I'm going to just show you what I'm talking about so you can know what I'm talking about. Okay. So this this is it right here, matter of fact. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and play it. I'm going to play it right here. I'm going to play the audio, but I'm going to play the videos. They'll probably strike me. So here is the screen. It says Bill Cosby Special Barbecue Sauce. Barbecue Lose. That's, that's the name of the video. has about 400,000 uh, views on it right now. And what you see is uh, Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad, the outside. Bill has on like this kind of chef outfit. And Felicia Rashad is just like in regular clothes, yellow jacket, black and white outfit underneath that or whatever. They're outside serving food. And he's talking about the special sauce. Now let's play it with the screen, uh, with, with the video off so they don't strike me. Give me one second. It certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. They haven't worked anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? <laughs> oh, stop. 
<laughs> so you can see that for yourself right there on the YouTube. He's talking about drugging their barbecue sauce. He's talking about it on the show. He's telling you what he does. And then there was also a show. He's talking about Spanish Fly. This is not on a Cosby show. This is on a late night show, right? Oh, I got, I have, if anybody wants to debate me on this, I promise, I promise I will win. And there's nobody that can, I, I can't be defeated in this debate because I've been studying this for a long time before the Hannibal Burris thing happened, before the whole thing went viral in 2014, before all the women came out again, because they had been coming out throughout the years, but not just all at once. Before that, I already know. Okay. And it's also kind of creepy. But hold on. Let me see if I can. Uh... I had two drinks that I'm clear about. He had his hand on the back of my head. Now, let's get, let's get to the Spanish flat part. If I'm able to. Here we go. This is on Larry King. Spanish fly was the thing that all boys uh, at from age 11 on up to death, <laughs> we will still be searching for Spanish fly. That's right. And 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 what was the old the old story was if you, you took a little in. drop, no, it was on the head of a in. pin. That's right. Drop and you it put in it a in Coca Cola. Drink. Don't matter. It doesn't make it. And the girl would drink it. And, and she's yours. Hello, America. <laughs> America's dead, huh? America's dead. Hello, America. All right. All right, America's Dad, right? All right. Again, Heathcliff Huxtable is a TV character. Bill Cosby is Bill Cosby, not Heathcliff Huxtable. That's a fact. Now, let's go to my man who was on the Cosby show with him who played the character of Martin. And again, I said it in my video today, but um, Martin is played by, was played by a guy by the name of, um, wow, I forgot his name that quick. Um... Yeah, Joseph C. Phillips, that's who played Martin. Martin was married to Denise, and they had a child, and that was played by Raven Simone. So Denise, that was Lisa Bonet. Raven Simone played the child Olivia. You got a picture? Yep, you have a picture right here. So here we go. So for you guys who watch the Cosby Show, it, it jog your memory right quick. So... Let's check it out. So this is, this is them right here on the set of the show. Lisa Bonet right there, obviously looking the exact same today, just a little bit, a little bit older. This is Joseph C. Phillips right there, who is um, playing Martin Kendall. And here is Olivia, who is Raven Simone in reality. So Lisa Bonet, Martin, I mean, Joseph Phillips and... Raven Simone. Now, this man right here went on TV and said that he believes that Bill Cosby did it. Now, what purpose would he go out there and say something like that? Why? Because if you were on the show for as long as he was, he was a recurring character for a while, not throughout the entire series, but for a while. You're still probably getting royalty checks from the biggest show on planet Earth at one particular point. You're still probably getting paid from that. You're still able to do speaking the game and things like that from being on the Cosby show for the time he was on there. So why would you go out and say that Bill Cosby, the guy who ran the show, who the show was named after, that you think that he did it? Now, can we find an interview right quick? Hold on. Give me one second. Hey, 
And I, I, I told you guys, oh, and Lisa Bonet, to get back to her before I get to the video of uh, Joseph C. Phillips, Lisa Bonet says that um, Kazi was kind of sinister. She said something that was kind of cryptic. She didn't really say that he did it or didn't. She did not have kind words for Cosby. Okay. Now, there are some people on the Cosby show or that were on the show that have kind words. Uh, I think Claire, not Claire, pardon me, um, Felicia Rashad, she defended Bill Cosby. Keisha Knight Pulliam played Rudy. She defended Bill Cosby. Uh, maybe Malcolm Jamal Warner, maybe, but who played Theo, obviously, but I'm not sure about anybody else. Now, let's get to the interview featuring Joseph C. Phillips. And you're going to hear him on camera, on camera, CNN. Let's find it right quick. All right. And then, yeah, I got, I got a lot of sources on my article. I wrote an article on my website. I have a ton of sources. Okay. Let's find it right here. I think like a lot. Now this is him. I think like a lot of people. In 2015, he's speaking. So let's get to it right here. There we go. Cosby Show actor. Of course, Bill Cosby is guilty. That's him right there. That, I, showed you, I, showed, I showed you the picture right there of him, Lisa Bonet, and Raven Simone. That's him right here, 2015, talking about Bill Cosby. People, I was really giving Bill the benefit of the doubt. This was not the man that I knew. This is not the man that I worked with. He may have had other faults, but he certainly was not drugging people and, and, and raping them. And then I had a conversation with an old friend, bumped into her, I hadn't talked to her in, in a couple of years. I just thought, hey, he used to be like your mentor or was something. Was she an actress? Yeah, and I don't want to say sure, sure. too much about it. So she, he was a mentor to her? Yes, what did and say? for two hours, she sat in my car, crying, uh, telling me her story, all of the details. And at that moment, something changed for me. She turned to me and she said, she wiped her, her, her face and she said, do you believe me? And I said, yes, I believe you. And that was the change. And I had to look with, with sober eyes at uh, what was going on. I mean, he said it right there. One of the co-stars of the show. And the person that he was talking about he didn't mention, he didn't say their actual name because there were accusers that came out that came out by name. Some were trying to get some money, obviously, because not everybody was legitimate. You have to expect that when talking about things like this. But this person didn't want to come out and be an accuser, didn't want to come out and put the name out there. Remain anonymous. You see at the beginning, he didn't want to say, well, I ain't really trying to say too much. I'm not trying to get a bunch of clues, to, you know, so you can figure out who it is. But you probably hear that story a lot. People that are kind of afraid to come out because they kind of want to put it behind them or they don't really, they don't really want to be out there in the public. So people that want to believe Bill Cosby, it's like, why? why? Why believe Bill Cosby? And also, let's talk about this part because I can't forget about this part. Um, there is a couple of other guys that have got locked up for things that are kind of similar to this, although not, not necessarily the same. Uh, there's one guy who is dead now and his death has become a meme. That's Jeffrey Epstein. Huh? Now I know what he did is different. You're dealing with underage girls and flying them across human trafficking. I understand, but it's allegations. It's accusations. 
Okay, that's that's going on. But nobody cried a tear when he kicked the bucket. It's like a joke. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, wait, what Harvey Weinstein did was he operated a casting couch, which without getting graphic is, okay, all right, young lady, you want to get in this movie? You want to be a star or whatever? Okay, you do something for me, I'll do something for you. But sometimes, allegedly, some of these girls wouldn't play ball and he'd get violent. That's the allegation. He's locked up right now. Now, I've not seen anybody cry tears for Harvey Weinstein. I've not seen anybody cry a tear. Not, not even an Indian tear. One little tear in the corner. He's out here walking with a walker, barely able to move around, looking like he halfway dead in the penitentiary. Don't nobody care. So I want to see people defend Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein and some of these other guys the same way they defend Bill Cosby. I think Bill Cosby is being defended by some, not all, but by some because of his character on the TV show, the Cosby show. There's been a lot of other people that have come out against him. D.O. Hughley came out against Bill Cosby talking about there was an interview that never got released. Never got released. That's an important part I didn't say in my video. The video, the interview never got released because um, D.O. was doing an interview with Bill Cosby on the radio. And by the way, the whole thing about, oh, he was trying to buy NBC. Bill Cosby has his own communication. When D.O. Hughley was doing the interview with Bill Cosby, they were on Ennis Communications. Ennis is Bill Cosby's late son's name. Bill Cosby owns Ennis Communications. Bill Cosby has a media empire of his own, same as Will Smith. Just like Jada Pinkett talking about Oscars so white and they don't include us in these movies, all of that and the third. Meanwhile, Will Smith has Overbrook Entertainment, which is a production company that makes all of his movies. Wild Wild West, um, After Earth, I Am Legend. These are all movies that Will Smith produces himself with his own company. So why can't you use your own company to put more black actors on screen if you want more Oscar nominations? But I digress. So D.L. Hughley is on Ennis Communications doing a radio interview with uh, Bill Cosby. And when, when the interview first started, DL was not on the line. It was somebody else doing the interview. And Bill Cosby was just being disagreeable, not really being a good person. So then here comes DL on the line. And then Bill, I mean, Bill hears him. Who is that? Who is that? He's like, okay, I'm, I'm DL. DL Hughley, you say N-word, and I don't like your comedy. Your comedy is trash. Like, just dogging them, right, because... Bill Cosby did not like dirty comedians. If your if your act had like violence and sex and just gratuitous stuff in it, he didn't like you, and he would let you know that. Especially black comics. Not sure about white comics, but it's a different story. Anyway, if you were a black comic and you had a nasty act to let you know, so he got into an argument with Dio Hughley on the air over this whole thing. Now you could say this off the air, maybe, but it was on the air being recorded. It wasn't being aired live. It was just being recorded on the radio, but not being broadcast anyway. So DL's like, all right, check it out. I use the N word, but at least there's no co-eds waking up around me with the panties on backwards. So he says that years ago, long before Hannibal Burris, long before Andrea Constan, before all of that, he said that on the air, but not being recorded live. So Bill was like, all right, check it out. After a while of going back and forth, he was like, check it out. This interview will never air. 
And in about 10 minutes, the guys from Ennis Communications came downstairs, took the tape, and they said, if anybody has a copy of the tape, you never have, you never have a job of radio again. You'll be done from radio forever. Your job will be completely done in radio. So Bill Cosby has power. I don't want to hear this whole thing about he was trying to buy NBC, they ain't let him, and they had to uh, tear his character down. No, Bill Cosby had a lot of power, still does have plenty of power. That's probably why he's not locked up right now and why he didn't get locked up at any time during his career. That's just what it is. And people say that, oh, well, you couldn't be a black man assaulting white women back then. He also assaulted black women. I don't understand why that kind of just gets lost in the sauce, allegedly. So, yeah. Oh, R. Kelly's in the penitentiary. Anybody crying for R. Kelly? Anybody crying at, at really a lot of the same people that talk about free Bill Cosby were the ones that say they need to lock R. Kelly up. And don't even want to mention his name anymore. You're talking about good music. You don't want to talk about R. Kelly having some good songs because of the allegations against him. Right. But the thing about R. Kelly, I mean, there was a whole videotape. I mean, come on. Like that right there. I don't want to hear anybody trying to defend R. Kelly. It was a tape. It's evidence. I mean, but anyway, so Bill Cosby's free now. And I think when I turn the calls on, I may get some people that want to defend Bill Cosby, but I don't see where a defense is logical. I don't see where a defense is something that makes any sense for Bill Cosby. You know, uh, I don't want to see people in jail that shouldn't be like, as far as the actual case, I think the the outcome of the case was correct as far as him getting out because they did not handle it correctly. I think they bungled the case. That does not mean I think he's innocent. The case was overturned. The conviction was overturned. That does not mean he's innocent. He still could get retried technically, but a part of the reason why he's not in jail is because in that civil case, the testimony that was given should not have been admitted to the criminal case because there was a deal there that said that she won't get locked up for this. So if they don't have that evidence from the first one or the women that came out and accuse him of whatever testifying, then where's the case? I don't really see one, but I digress. All right. So hold on. <laughs> ABL makes R Kelly into the guy in Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, so are you, do you want to defend R Kelly? Do you want to defend that tape that you saw back years ago or that you heard about years ago? Do you want to defend that? If you want to defend it, that's fine. Defend um, Jeffrey Epstein, too, while you're at it. Just defend everybody. See, I don't, I don't look at things as far as... I, you guys know, if you've been here for a while, I'm cold-hearted. I have a nice box where my heart used to be. I don't really care about feelings. You know, Bill Cosby's not my dad. I had a dad. He died. Rest in peace. But I had a dad growing up. I didn't need Bill Cosby to be my dad. So I don't have that connection to him like a father figure. I understand that some did. They idolized him on television. But at the end of the day, he was a character on TV. That's it. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. Bill Cosby is a different person aside from the character on television. And we got to judge him based upon him as a person and the allegations 
and evidence and people that knew him and what they said about him. If we don't know him and we weren't there when these allegations happened, we can make judgments. We can make, we can judge based off of what we know about him. Same thing with Epstein, Weinstein, all these guys. That's just, that's just my opinion. All right. So let's get, let's get to the calls. But first, I got super chats on deck, if I'm not mistaken. Let's do super chats first, and then we get straight to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If you want to see more about Pill Cosby, there's an article on my website. I got links. I got sources. I got video. I got evidence. All that. But don't, don't, don't take my word for it. Just look at everything for yourself. Read, research, and figure out what's going on for yourself. Don't take my word for it at all. Period. All right. Now, think about R, to get back to R. Kelly right quick before we get to the Super Chats. R. Kelly had great music. Not all of this stuff was good, obviously, but a lot of it was good. I can say that and say that he was a monster at the same time. R. Kelly was married to Aaliyah when he was 28 and she was 15. Where's the defense? There's evidence of this paperwork. His family came out and said that it was true. They had to get it annulled. His, 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 not his family, her family annulled it. She was 15 years old. They were on BET. I think that might have been video sold or something like that. It was a talk show. With the same outfit on together. She's 15. He's 28. Where's the, where's the, where's the excuse? How, how can anybody say that's okay? They were married when she was 15 years old. He's 28. He was on BET and they did an interview with him. I think it was, um, matter of fact, it was Teray. Shout out to him. Teray was asking some questions. Do you like teenage girls? Define teenage. What's that mean? I got 19-year-old friends. You're 35, 40 years. I got 19-year-old friends. I mean, come on. Let's just stop the games. Let's just stop. Let's stop. We, we got to just stop being phony and start being real, like real world, how they say, ain't it? Okay, but I'm, I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Um, let's get to the Super Chats, and then we get into the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Did her parents know about it? Aaliyah's parents? Well, her parents are terrible, too. Wasn't her father, like, in the music industry? I, I believe he was. Barry, matter of fact, her father, Barry Hankerson. Barry Hankerson is a... Look him up. You'll find out a lot of stuff about Barry Hankerson as far as being in the music industry. The music industry is a beast. You see what's going on right now with um, Britney Spears, like a slave for real, locked up, can't even do what she wants to do because of the music industry. It's crazy. <laughs> Somebody says, face it, most men like young women. Hey, speak for yourself, sir. All right, I like adults. How about that? Adults, not 15-year-olds, sir. <laughs> hey, man, you know people are watching this. People can see, you, got, you, got, you got your whole name out there. Maybe be careful, man. People watching this, they might, uh, hey, just, just relax, sir. Adults like adults. How about that? But I'm, I'll move right along. Legal in Kentucky. They, they got married in Chicago. And you know what? The, the funny part, not, not funny. The, the part about it is, if you see the document, the marriage certificate, they lied about her age. They said she was 18 when she was 15. There's no excuse to be made. I guarantee you, 
if you try to debate me on R. Kelly or um, uh, Pill Cosby, you're going to lose because I've done research on the topic. You're not going to win. You're going to be looking like a fool at the end of it. So I suggest you don't do it. I'm giving you friendly advice as just, just me. I could just bring you on and tell you up without telling you that, but just understand that I know they lied about Aaliyah's age. She was 15 and said she was 18. There's documents, there's evidence in Cook County, Illinois, Chicago, where R. Kelly's from. They lied and said she was fit, said she was 18 when she was 15. So R. Kelly at 28 could get married to her. Anyway, shout out to Leo Mazzino who says, on Olympian Gwen Berry, she needs a lesson from Usain Bolt from Jamaica who stopped his interview in 2012 for the national anthem. Yeah, shout out to Usain Bolt. And um, I forgot about Gwen Berry in my talk tonight. But Gwen Berry, I think Gwen Berry is trying to be the next Colin Kaepernick. I think a lot of these athletes know that there's a limited amount of time for them to get attention, to get notoriety, and to springboard into a different career. If you are a hammer thrower in the Olympics, what are you going to do after that? Is there a professional hammer throwing league for women? Does that exist? I mean, are you going to be a WWE wrestler? What are you going to do after or, or for money? Can you parlay this into a career? I don't think so, but hey, if you can become a social justice warrior, if you can become popular for, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter every five seconds, then do that. Become Colin Kaepernick. People still say that Kaepernick should get a job in the NFL. Why? Why does Kaepernick need a job in the NFL? He makes much more money off the field. And if I was him and I wanted to be an SJW, I ain't care about, you know, being real with myself. If I was him, I'd do the same thing. Why risk my my health, my future health for like $500,000 a year when I can get paid M's to basically do nothing. I can stay at home, tweet a little bit and, you know, show up for commercials, do a speaking engagement every now and again. And that's it. I'm getting paid M's through a foundation, through donations or whatever the case may be. Versus going out there, working hard all year, training, risking my health, my life for next to no money, comparatively, compared to what you could get as an SJW professionally. You see it happening right now with Bubba Wallace, Bubba Smouye, with the whole garage pool thing. Before that, he was not really a well-known driver. After that, now he's on Team Jordan. Now it's, it's kind of work for him. You see what I'm saying? A lot of these athletes want a springboard. It's like, it's like a retirement plan. You, you go from being a hammer thrower to becoming a social justice activist, and you're able to get paid doing that. Thank you to Not Provided who says, I am shocked about Bill Cosby being released. Hey, you know, I think uh, uh, according to the law, it was right. But according to what I think, my opinion, I think is wrong. But the law is the law. Maybe I'm wrong about the law, but I don't think that from what I've read, I am. It's unfortunate, but I think from what I've read, I think it was a bungled case. Uh, thank you to Charles Turner Jr. who says, ABL, apparently Hunter is taken after Lucas. Avalon made a video today trashing me and everyone who watches you and said you defend Derek Chauvin. Uh, you would beat him in a debate. 
why is Hunter, why is Hunter attacking me? That's, that's my little buddy, right? That's, that's, like, that's like my little kid. It's like my little cousin right there. When I was in El Paso, he was there. Um, who else? Uh, Roman Millennial, a.k.a. Lauren Chen, she was there. And he came out. I was downstairs in the lobby. We, we get ready to go speak, right? We all had speaking engagements, right? We get ready to go speak. We're down in the lobby. And he came down with his tie in his hands. Like, hey, can anybody tie this for me? I'm like, sure, man, I got you. So I put him in front of the mirror, tied his tie for him, told him how to adjust it and everything. I was Uncle ABL to you, Hunter. And you want to do me like this? I am hurt. I am so hurt that one of my kids is doing this. <laughs> but shout out to him, man. I think that Hunter and Lucas both just very young. And they're trying to find out who they want to be. Maybe they don't want to be like me. Maybe they want to be like, I don't know, somebody else. Maybe it, it, they're trying to find out how they, how they want to behave. And they've just not been able to key in on it yet. So it is what it is. So yeah, shout out, shout out to my young boy. And shout out to A Radpour for the donation. I appreciate you. Thank you to your so cool 23 who says, we are now living the South Park episode where Cal's dad has the surgery to become a dolphin. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. Hilarious. We're living it right now. Right now. It's it's on us today. Hunter Avalon, that's him. Shout out to him, though. I don't got no problem with Hunter Avalon. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I ain't making no response video. I don't even do that. Uh, Mr. Woody says, hey, ABL, love your content, and I appreciate your work ethic, the knowledge and perspective you share. I'm grateful to find your channel. I wish the best for you and hope you become a politician soon. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. All right. And thank you to, Mitch, or thank you to Drip Collins, who says, Mitch Girl POV in the house. Thank you to Hydra, who says, how do you like having so many black women lead you guys? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's leading me? I, I lead myself. I'm not, I'm not a follower. I am a leader myself. So what you mean, black women leading? Le leading us where? Also, Hydra says, black people have leaders like Rep Rep Barbara Lee saying abortion is not a bad word. And I never see any blacks telling her otherwise. Who is Barbara Lee? I don't know who that is. How are you a leader if I don't know who you are? It doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I, I have no idea who that is, and I've not heard her say that. I think most people, most normies, black or white, are not involved in politics at all. They don't know about it. They don't know a lot about what happens around them. This is why it's, it's the same thing going on with Bill Cosby. Most people had no idea about Bill Cosby and what he was into until the Hannibal Burris thing went viral. That's why it went viral, because people just didn't know. Most, most normies have no idea about who these people are. Go out to a black neighborhood, you say, hey, who is Barbara Lee? Who's um, Maxine Waters? They're not going to know. They know Maxine Waters from social media and the Auntie Maxine t-shirts and reclaiming my time and stuff like that. They don't know where she lives, where her district is, what her policy is or anything like that. They don't know. And most normies, regardless of race, are the exact same way. And prove me wrong. Thank you to Laura Catherine for the, the tea emoji. I appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Dilbert, Dilbert Gage, who says, love your show and the way you speak. Clever plus cool verbal style. 
case against Cosby got testimony from women not directly part of the case. Diana uh, Davison, thank you to Matthew Amit, who says, Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas yet, but it's fine. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, I see a lot wrong with R. Kelly's bumping crime, but I still listen to his music. There you go. Yeah, Gotham City remix. Ah, it's beautiful. And shout out to Ian Kenny, who says, ABL's Marion now. Yeah, Icebox, where the heart used to be. I'm not, I don't look at things in the, from an emotional point of view. I, just, I look at things for how they, just how they make sense. If they make sense, they make sense. If they don't make sense, then they don't make sense. That's how I look at things. And also just from evidence, from hardcore physical evidence, I look at that and I judge things that way. Thank you to Monroe Doctrine who says, you see Take 2 Interactive woke E3 panel or God of War creator getting his account suspended on PlayStation for an LGBTQ joke. Wow. So the guy that created God of War got his account suspended on PlayStation. And you know, God of War is a PlayStation exclusive game. Like, how does that make any sense? What if you treat your, um, your creators on your own platform, PlayStation? Good grief. Or Five Nights at Freddy's creator being docked for supporting Trump. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. You know, the, the crazy thing about these people that are being attacked is that the people that, the kids that play these games, the, the kids that play these games don't care. The adults that get into it, they're the ones that get really weird. It's like, why can't you just play the game and enjoy it? Why does it have to be so much weird stuff attached to it? Okay, my niece loves uh, Finance at Freddy's. Loves the game, big fan. Don't care about all this political stuff because it doesn't matter. Is it a fun game or not? That's what really matters, right? But apparently some of these weirdos online, they care more about some of the social stuff than anything else. It's like, play the game or don't. That's it. Why you got to dox people and be weird like that? Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, ABO, have you ever heard of the psychologist by the name of James Cantor? Um, I don't believe so. It sounds familiar, but I'm not really sure. You should watch the interview. He gave him 60 minutes. I'll show you. I'll check him out for sure. Clint says, ABL, you're the man. Thanks for all your work. Huge fan. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Hollow uh, Boy for Life 2002 says, hey, ABL, what you think about that dude that identifies as Korean? Maybe he can join one of these K-pop gigs. I, I, I played him earlier. That guy had 18 surgeries on his, on his face, maybe even his body, to identify as Korean. Regular white British guy now identifies as Korean. It's crazy because... Some Koreans are trying to go the other way, trying to get bigger eyes. This guy's trying to get the smaller stuff. People are just, you know, you got body dysmorphia. You got the media feeding it. It's just, a, it's really weird. Okay, embrace the skin that you're in. How about that? And I also saw a bunch of these women um, in wheelchairs coming from Santo Domingo, I think, Dominican Republic, back to Atlanta because they got Brazilian butt lifts. It's like, look, you work at, you work at the DMV, ma'am. What are you even doing? Why? What is the purpose in doing this? You're risking your life in a foreign country to get a butt lift? Why? Stop. Just stop it. Um, thank you to Draco and Kodak, who says, hello from South Florida. Keep it up, ABL. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, boss. Um, <laughs> that was funny. He says, North or South Korean. Hilarious. Thank you to Lucky Monster who says, ABO, do you think Miss Nevada is pretty not knowing she is trans? You know what? I don't think that men look, I'm not attracted to men. That's just the bottom line. So, no. A man, I'm not a guy that likes men. I'm a heterosexual, period. 
<laughs> so I'm not going to answer that. Thank you to Shreves who says, ABL, that kid tragically pulled his eyes slanty, just like kids used to make fun of me in elementary school. <laughs> exactly. You think I'd be offended, but I'm laughing because his face is permanently, is a permanent joke. Exactly. Yeah, they do all this kind of stuff. You know, and my eyes are kind of small as well. So it did the same thing to me sometimes. But it's like, you actually, you actually did that to yourself, like, permanently? What are we even doing? All right. So thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. We're going to get to the calls right now. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Oh, and to get back to that guy's question about uh, the trans thing, one thing I don't like is these big giant shoulders and these foot-long chin. You understand what I'm saying? If your chin looks like... It's like, you know what I mean? That ain't, that's not really the wave. Uh, thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, scientists say the Florida building collapses due to climate change. <laughs> no, they didn't. Please stop. So it wasn't that it was structurally insufficient. It wasn't built properly. It didn't have proper drainage out of the garage in the, in the basement. That wasn't it. It's because my climate change. Please tell me you're joking. Please. Because they need to stop. So all these... All these um, buildings all over the world that are steadily standing strong have not collapsed. Why? Because climate change didn't hit it yet. Oh, okay. You know, it's a it's an old building from the seventies. Had structural problems. The inspector said, "Please replace it. You got some issues." That wasn't it. But the climate change that set it over the top. That was a proverbial straw on the camel's back, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to be joking. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, if you can't get on, if it is if it's ringing and stuff like that, and you're having a hard time getting on, please try and try again. Um, I'll try to get to you as soon as I'm able to, so y'all just hang tight. Yeah, if you're calling in drunk, I don't want to talk to you. I, I just, I simply don't. All right, are you on the line? Speaker two, three, four, seven. Hi, um, how are you today? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm great. Thanks for asking. So I wanted to comment on um, Cosby, and I am very excited that he was let go because honestly, in my opinion, I think this trial was very unfair. And I just want to talk to women who are on here listening to you. It's ridiculous when something happens to you, when someone molests you or, you know, someone takes advantage of you and you wait 30 years or whatever, how many years you wait to report it. That's very ridiculous in my opinion. First of all, this man, and, you know, I followed the trial, but it was just so, I was so angered by how, you know, logic was ruled out. Like, I mean, how do you even with no evidence. There was no substantial evidence to put this man away, except for, uh, um, you know, the testimonies of this women. And what, we're just supposed to take your word for it because women never lie about these things. There've been so many times where men have been convicted wrongfully because the woman just had a vendetta to, to you know, take out, of, out on this man. And, you know, a lot of times, powerful men, women are attracted to powerful men, especially when he's in the position to be able to advance your career. So they go in there with the intention of, okay, I want help from this man. And then, well, you know, he likes women. And so then he falls for it. But then when it doesn't pan out the way the woman expected it to, then all of a sudden he raped me. He took advantage of me. First of all, I want to say something. Unless you're a prostitute, 
you do not have any business conducting an office, uh, uh, um, a meeting in a hotel room, because only prostitutes conduct their meetings in, in hotel rooms. So if you're not a prostitute, going to see a man and saying, oh, well, I'm going for a meeting, that's ridiculous. In a hotel room, what the heck do you think happens in a hotel room? No one, uh, but a heterosexual men and women, yes, no, we're not having no meeting in a hotel room. And so I just want to advise like my fellow women, it's not okay to destroy someone's life 30 years later, unless after whatever happened to you, you're unable to move, you cannot walk, you were so bruised that, you know, you can't make your way to a police station, you cannot call for help. You do not have any reason to come back 30 years later to, to destroy someone's life. Go to the police station right after whatever happened to you happened to you. If they let you go and thank God they don't kill you, I don't see any reason why you should wait 30 years later. So that's just all I wanted to say. And I'm super happy that he was let go. That is fair. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. <laughs> all right, but check it out, though. Andrea Constant was in 2004, wasn't it? Is that 30 years ago? And a lot of these women had been coming out for a long time, but nobody was listening until this whole Hannibal Burris thing popped up and then... It got a lot of attention because of the social media coverage because it went viral. Then it was like, okay, now we got a wave. But they had been coming out. And again, Andrea Constant in 2004, and then 2005, he paid a settlement of $3.3 million. Why would you pay a settlement if you didn't do anything? Why would you admit to doing it in court and pay money? Why are there so many documents of you paying off women all throughout the years from the 80s and the 90s? Why are you on the Cosby Show? Why does your co-star come out and tell the world that he believes that you did it if you didn't do it. Why? Huh? Why? And Bill Cosby is Bill Cosby. People, they, you know, they, they use the victim card for Bill Cosby whenever it's convenient, right? They say, oh, he was a black man. He was trying to buy NBC and they wouldn't let him. You're talking about one of the most powerful, if that the most powerful men in Hollywood for like 30, 40 years. Do you understand how big the Cosby show? The Cosby show is the biggest television show ever or right up there with like Dallas. I mean, beyond like huge, the Cosby show. And then he has a bunch of spinoffs and movies, Bill Cosby. And who's going to believe you understand people looked at Bill Cosby as America's dad. So why would you think that America's dad, Jello pudding pop would do something like that with, with drug you, but didn't assault you. Why would he get on TV and talk about Spanish fly and how it will just let you just do whatever. And it, it, it's so much out there, but people, they, they believe what they want to believe and I respect it, but it is what it is. All right, let's get to some more calls here. 812, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh oh, a little bit too slow to the show. Let's go to the next one. 860, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how you doing, buddy? Oh, well, how about yourself? Oh, not bad. This is F&A Ranger. All right, man. What's happening? I, it, well, it seems to me like uh, the homosexuals are on the assault of America in general. And this is done by communism to destroy our moral fiber as a country. And how that's how they win, by destroying our morals. Um does it make any sense that Chicago has a young man killing young man problem and they elect a lesbian who hates men to start with to lead the city and expect her to fix that problem that she doesn't care about from the beginning? I'm just saying, you know, I'm not homophobic. I'm saying they're normophobic. 
<laughs> I'm not transphobic. They're normophobic. I don't have any unrealistic fears about them because I, I control who I sleep with, and it doesn't do anything for me. If a woman doesn't do anything for a gay man, fine. That's none of my business. But by the same token, homosexuality does nothing for me, period. The whole purpose of sex is to, so the species can continue. So, therefore, homosexuality is a self-hating, self-loathing practice, and that's okay. They want to do that. That's fine. Do it. But don't lay your problems off on me by calling me homophobic when, honestly, I don't care, period. But you're interfering with my life, and that's the part I care about. Does that make sense to you? Now, it makes sense. You're right on it. Yeah, you know, and uh, as far as Bill Cosby, you know, I got to say, if you're going, you know, I don't agree with rape or sexual assault. I think we need to punish those crimes severely. I mean, the whole reason that they don't punish crimes is so when our elected officials get away with 15,000 counts of accidental deaths in nursing homes, because we didn't know that you don't put highly contagious and infected people in nursing homes. You know, they know that in Africa with Ebola, but apparently we don't know that here in America. You know, we're supposed to be a first world country, but we got college educated people that went to law school that don't know that you don't put sick people in with the elderly. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I'm starting to get triggered like you, buddy. Uh, I'm going to let it go with that. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me to have a lesbian in charge of a city that has a young man killing young man problem and expect her to care. I don't expect her to care because she hates men to begin with. If that makes sense to you. I understand. It makes That's sense. That's all I got. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the call, That's man. I definitely I appreciate you. Can't, can't wait for you to run for office. I'm thinking about doing it up here in Connecticut just to give them a, tem- a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, man. appreciate it. You take care, buddy. Love you. All right. Great call. Shout out to FNA Ranger. Great call. Let's get to the next one here. 901 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Missy. All righty. What's going on? I'm calling to respectfully uh, disagree uh, with your view on Bill Cosby, if I may. All right. Go for it. Okay. No. I hate to do introductions like this because it may seem like I'm coming from a place of authority. Uh, I have been sexually assaulted myself, and it resulted in conception of a beautiful daughter. However, I made it my mission in life that no matter what the rumor is, is to make sure, unless it's a deep gut instinct, that I understand what's being said and be objective. And... I don't believe that anybody on either side was objective. So first things first, Bill Cosby was a card-carrying conservative for many years. I'm black. The black community did not like what he said. He was a hypocrite, (laughs) but they didn't like what he said. So when he uh, continued to criticize, there was some criticism I think that we needed. Most of the black community, particularly D.L. Hewley, had turned his back on him. And D.L. Hewley has a long history of talking trash about people, period. Um, and I think it's up to some people do clean comedy, some people don't, but that's besides the point. Um, 
when it came down to rumors, and this is, I think, where I particularly uh, disagree with you, hearing rumors since you were a child, it doesn't make it true. Now, it doesn't mean there's no smoke and no fire. It just means that I heard some rumors. But when you hear rumors and then something comes out, we have to be careful not to let that rumor or accusation to reinforce already preconceived opinions. Now, I take the position that if someone wanted to challenge me about what I just said about me being raped 17 years ago, they have the right. I can disagree with them, but that's their right to disagree with me. They can say, I believe she's a bold-faced liar. Because if you look at my, if my sexual history was on trial, I have to be honest with you. I, I was out there. I was well, and I was booking. It doesn't mean that I deserve what happened, but people have the right to their perception. So when it came to the Bill Cosby case, I, I told my girlfriend, I said, hey, when I say girlfriend, not a lesbian, my good friend, it looks bad, <laughs> it sounds bad, but I'm going to hold my peace. And what threw me off is Beverly Johnson, and you mentioned Beverly Johnson. And I urge anybody, I think it was Vanity Fair, I urge anybody on either side of the issue to go back and read what Beverly Johnson wrote. It was Vanity Fair Essence or whatever it was. Wrote what, read what she wrote. And then go look at each subsequent interview afterwards. Her story changed each time, not smaller details. It went from, uh, I cursed him out, UML for, uh, to uh, he put something there, he, he pushed me out and put me in the cab. And it went to more and more, more and more things were added to the story. And the view is not Bill Cosby friendly, okay? So when she went to the view, even Whoopi Goldberg questioned her. It got on her because she had changed her story several times. Jenna Dickinson, she accused her father of raping her. Then she said she lied. Then she, Rebecca said he did. And then she said she lied. And then I, I want you to be mindful that I'm also a clinical therapist that treats trauma. So I understand both sides of the issue. I keep on looking at each testimony and dead ringers ran off on me. Now, when it came to the actual depositions, when the federal judge unsealed that deposition. Many people didn't take the time to actually read the deposition. They saw Kool-Aid. They saw, I gave him to make women have sex with me, but they didn't read what he said. And he consistently in that deposition uh, denied that he gave drugs to women. So I'm going ask you a question. I'm ask you a question. Do you think that all the mm -hmm. women that came out, it was like 60 of them, do you think they're all lying on Bill Cosby? I think since I actually took the time before I even went into one direction or another, I went to God in prayer. And I'm, I, everybody's not a religious person, and this is not a brag. Because I, I, I know the tendency of wanting to, uh, let's see, gather and gang around on the side. Like, I'll give you an example, and I'm going to answer that question because I'm going to get these callers. People who think that Bill Cosby was a lefty. I'm looking on Twitter, oh, my God, see, if this was a white person, if this was, I'm like, um, they don't really know. So they're just gathering their opinions based on repetition, repetition, repetition of stories. I, I understand, but we, we, got, we got limited time. So be, I need you to kind of. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, after I actually read those accounts, all of them except one. And there was only one where I said that there was a good chance, and I cannot remember her name. He didn't, he didn't rape her, but it was something that she said that struck out to me. And I think she's. Uh, so let's she, let's let's stop. Like, let's let's pause. Let's pause. So you think that out of all the women that came forward, it was like sixty of them. You, you say you, you didn't rape anybody of none, none of the sixty that came out. None zero. It's, I, I, 
based on me actually yes. taking the time to read that testimony, none of them was credible because every last all one right, of them. All right, now here's, here's the next question. Here's the next question. Why do you okay. think all these women that don't know each other from different eras, some of them have more to lose than they have to gain, why would they all come out and say that Bill Cosby did that to them? Why? But but I'm, I mean, I'm asking you. I'm asking you for your First opinion because you because you're saying, wait, 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 hold on, call it, hold on, call it, wait, 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 call her, call her, listen, listen. Now you say you don't believe him, but my question, since you have an opinion about not believing him, my question is, well, what what's the motive? What what is motive for them coming out and saying this, and they don't know each other from different points in time? Some from the '70s, some from the '90s, some from the '80s. Black, white. In Hollywood, not in Hollywood. Why would they all come out and say the same thing? What's the, what's the purpose, in your opinion? Okay. In my opinion, based on the test, well, they, a lot of people came out at different times. Uh, one, you got to keep in mind, the social media news is quite different then. There's a, I, there I get are it. Some, a lot of those comments. You got to do, you gotta do short answers. You got to do short answers. A lot of those women then admitted that they really had sex with them. That's why I say you have to go in those 60, those 60 people who make the, on the New Yorker and all those people and look at their testimonies individually. And then the other thing I have to be cautioning people from is arguing some conclusion. If you have your mind made up, then, then the questions like you just gave me, which may be otherwise legitimate, is coming from what reason do they have to lie? People lie all the time. And I'm not, I'm not being flippant. People lie all the time. Okay. And I'm not saying that some big man trying to take down celebrity. All I'm urging is, is for people, since whether right. you believe he's explicit or guilty, is go back, look at those depositions, take the time to actually read them. I, I got you. I got you. Well, thank you for the call. I'm, I'm sorry. I got I got a lot more calls on the line. But thank you for calling. I appreciate okay. it for you. Yeah, thank you. You have a blessed ABL. I know. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. But that wasn't really an answer to the question. I mean, maybe, because really, it's all about opinion, right? Because we can believe the women or not, and it's our opinion. But if you believe that the women, none of them were legitimate, everybody was lying, why? Why? All of them? From different points in time, people that didn't know each other? Why would they all say the same thing? And some of them were saying, you know what? There wasn't even no point in trying to drug me because I was ready to go. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready. So there was no point in drugging me. Why'd you do that? You didn't need to do it. You just did it because it's what you, it's what you do. I mean, but this is, this is, to me, this is all old information. This is real old. This is like years old. And people, I read one comment that said, uh, just because you heard rumors as a child don't mean it's true. No, I mean, I'm hearing things that people are saying. It's not just me and what I believe from being a little boy. It's from what Hollywood has been saying from co-stars of the show to industry people, comedy people, they all saying the same thing. This ain't nothing new. So when the allegations came out from uh, when, when the Hannibal Birds thing happened, I'm like, okay, that's old. Everybody know that. Next. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some more calls here. 910, oh, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is um, Robert from North Carolina. All right, man. What's going on? Yes, I was wondering, do you think that Ron DeSantis could pull enough votes to win the presidency? I believe so. I don't see why he wouldn't. I think he could win. Okay. 
Well, in my opinion, I think he should definitely run for presidency. I think he'd be a great president. Oh, right on. He's doing excellent right now in Florida, running that state perfectly, beautifully. People want to go to Florida from all over the country. So I say go ahead, become the president and make America run America like Florida. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yep. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Ron DeSantis. That's my favorite governor right now. I like, I like Bill Lee out here in Tennessee as well. I like Bill Lee. I like um, my man from Georgia as well. I know some people may not like him. But I like Brian Kemp. I like. I think he's doing a decent job. Is he perfect? No, he's not. But who is perfect? You tell me somebody, you show me perfection, I'll show you a liar. All right. All right, man. What's going on on Skype? Hey, it's James in Tokyo. How you doing, man? Everything's all right. How about yourself? I'm okay. Uh, I, uh, I was amused by that uh, the last caller, the lady that was arguing for Cosby. I have to say she had a pretty good point about you can't just believe people's opinion without having the evidence because we don't convict on no matter how many witnesses there are. If it's, if there's no evidence that goes with it, granted eyewitness testimony is one thing, but hearsay and all that you were giving us was hearsay. So I want to hear a little bit more. Cause I mean, there's a, there's a good argument to be made. Cause I don't think people are going to sit around and not abuse the power they have. And he had a lot of power, but you know, why would they all say the same thing? People want the payout, man. People want the payout. Well, some of the people didn't need to pay out. Like uh, Beverly Johnson was already an established person, a supermodel, had been that way for a long time, was married, had plenty of money. She had nothing to gain. Yeah. A lot of women liked that. They had nothing to gain. Now, of course, some may be trying to get some money. But the thing right. is, if you're trying to get some money, why would you try to latch yourself on to Bill Cosby and say that he did something to you? People aren't going to believe you because this is America's dad. Jello pudding pop. Like, why Bill Cosby had all the guys in the world? You want to try to get him? The guy that's well, beloved. Well, he was a staunch conservative, right? That's, that's not even and really that, important. That's not even really important. The point is that. Well, I mean, they did the same thing to Kavanaugh. That's my point. Is that no, they did the no. same thing to Kavanaugh and they did the same thing to Trump. And so. No, no, no. I mean, because the, the, the thing argument, about Kavanaugh, nobody ever, said, nobody ever said anything about Kavanaugh until he ran for office. Same thing with Trump. It was never like, oh, you know, Trump's a rapist. Nobody ever said anything. Right, right, right. But Bill Cosby, there had been rumors swirling for years. A lot of you guys, maybe not you, but a lot of you guys out there just heard about the Bill Cosby thing in 2015. Yeah, but to nah, me we, and a lot of other people, this is old news. This has been going on since yeah, see, the 80s. Because he, I mean, we grew up with it. You know, I mean, I was, I mean, I was a, you know, his fat Albert all the way and his stories and his comedy. It was great. And then this came out and it always made me wonder because I, I heard it back. I mean, you're about the same age as I am, I guess, maybe a little younger. But I mean, we heard these stories and. I want, you know, to be able to believe all women. I want to be able to do that. A woman comes forward and says that you're like, mm. and it's a lot of women that said it, right? So you want to buy it. But the thing is, we can't convict on that. And you had said that you didn't like the idea that they had brought in all these other women during the trial. That's supposed to uh, enforce the validity of the person. Nah, who's it wasn't that. It wasn't testimony. I didn't like it. It was just that. That's what they. That's why they overturned it. That was what the that was the opinion from the court. It wasn't me. I was saying that's an opinion from the court. That's why they overturned it. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, you had said uh, I think it was in yesterday's or day before's thing when you were talking about. Uh, oh, I guess it was maybe this morning. I don't know. Whenever I listened to it, uh, you had said you didn't like the fact that uh, some other people had come in and given testimony because you didn't think it was relevant to this one. Um, nah, that's what I, I, what's what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm trying to tell you is that wasn't my opinion. That's from the court. 
The reason oh, why they didn't like it. Nah, listen, listen to what I'm saying. The the court mm-hmm. said they couldn't do that because their testimony was not relevant to the case because these are accusers, people that had not proven ah, Bill right, Cosby right, innocent right, or right, guilty. Right. They were just accusations. It wasn't a person right. that had actually been convicted of a like it wasn't like Bill Cosby had been convicted of that. It'd be different if it was like, okay, let's say you have a murderer, right? Or, or an accused yeah. murderer. And then, right. you know, his victims or like prior victims came out and said something that he actually went to jail for. That's one thing. But these are just accusations. This is what the court says. This is not my opinion. The court said you couldn't right. do that. And also, whole thing about the case before from the civil case, they could not use that evidence because it was supposed to be sealed off, number one. And number two, the DA said, you won't go to jail for this. It won't be any prosecution. This is our deal. If you say it right here, it'll stay right here and you will not right. face prosecution. And then he won't face prosecution. So they said that right there, those two things violated his due process. You see? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I actually wanted to bring up. So this is all, all the point about this is that uh, one of the arguments that we've been that you actually I heard you given earlier was is a lot of hearsay. And I thought, well, we can't convict on hearsay. We need evidence. But the thing that I really wanted to bring up was the fact that they had given him this deal in the first place. Now, they give a lot of these deals to people in power. And he said maybe he pled guilty, whether he was guilty or not. And I think he probably was. People don't have that much power not abuse it. But uh, I don't have the, I haven't seen the evidence or facts for that because I didn't read those depositions like the other woman did. My point is that when they give you deals like that and they really mess up the court system doing that. Now, I understand why it's there. But that's one of those things in the court system that they really need to change because people in power get away with a lot of stuff. And a lot of the other folks, man, like if you're not in a position of authority or power or money or anything like that, man, you get the raw end of the deal. And that's something that really does need to kind of have a second look at. It's just my opinion. Right. Thoughts. Well, I mean, the the way the system is, it it, it should be kind of, um, it's hard sometimes because a lot of these cases is difficult to really, we want certain things to be there, but sometimes it's not possible because yeah. you say, you know, it can't be hearsay, but that's why he got convicted. It wasn't no physical evidence as far as I know, because what's it going to be a rape kit uh, 15 years later or whatever? It's, it's hearsay. It, a lot of cases yeah. are, are done like yeah. that. If you get witnesses and testimony and things of that nature, it's circumstantial evidence. Yeah. If you're able to convince the jury that this, you know, this person did X, Y, and Z, then they can be convicted. Happens all the time. Well, that's that's one of those things that, uh, as she was saying in those depositions, if the facts don't match up and people didn't read the facts, people didn't read the depositions, then that's very difficult to do. Uh, there was one one last thing because uh, I'll let you go. I know you got a lot of people calling, but uh, you had said something before about uh, there being FBI informants uh, on, uh, you know, trying to incite uh, illegal actions towards uh, this, that, and the other, uh, this, that, and the third. And uh, one of them was Viva Barnes and Law, uh, Viva, Viva and Barnes Law. Uh, Robert Barnes, the lawyer, was talking about how there are unindicted co-conspirators that are often uh, FBI informants or activists uh, trying to get people to do illegal things. And it turns out that a lot of these things are like pushed by the government themselves and they don't want to get this out. Uh, that was a really good point that you had in that conversation. And I wanted to suggest go and read, uh, or go and listen to Viva Barnes law. And then, uh, if you get the chance, go and read the book, the devil's, uh, Oh 
crikey, I just wanted to recommend it and I forgot it. I have to bring it up. But it uh, it's a book about the, uh, uh, the formation of the CIA and what the CIA does to get people indicted and things. And it's a really disheartening book. <laughs> I'll check it out for sure, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man. All right. Be good. All right, now take care. Oh, the Devil's Chessboard does it. All right, uh, I'll David check it Talbot. out. Okay, see you. All righty, shout out to everybody for tuning on in. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get a video with thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys if you did. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Yeah, definitely. Um, January 6th, the FBI was involved. Um, people don't want to talk about uh, Enrique Tario, Proud Boys, but it's, it's paperwork, it's evidence, it's documents. You want to talk about evidence, the evidence is that in 2013, he was an FBI informant, got with 13 people locked up. And on a night before the 6th, he gets picked up by the federales and or police. Now, why did he get picked on? Like, he was in D.C. and got picked up randomly. It wasn't any kind of crime he got uh, accused of. He just got picked up. Why? Let's just put two and two together and figure out what's happening. Oh, uh, uh, Skype caller, can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Danny from London. All righty, man. What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a big fan of you, man. Yes, first time caller. I thank you for calling. Appreciate you. Yeah, just uh, just wanted to. I think your last show. I think you spoke about uh, how you don't like talking about politics with friends and family. Yes. And yeah, I think I'm sort of trying to implement that in my life now as well because uh, um. Yeah, I'm trying to obviously because I've sort of recently got into politics and also doing a lot of research and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, talking to friends and family about it, it's, it's, it's sort of um, because they don't see it from my perspective. They don't do the research that I do in that. They don't sort of share my beliefs. It's quite challenging. So I think, yeah, I think it's about, it's about time I start sort of implementing what you was talking about before and sort of just backing off a bit. Because yeah. it kind of feels a bit uh, pointless sometimes. It feels like, feels like I'm, you're talking to a brick wall. Absolutely. And you know what? The, the thing about uh, people that I know, friends and family, that aren't really into politics or they're kind of, if they are, they're kind of lefty. Um, if they're ready to talk to you about certain things, if they're ready to be civil and have a good conversation, they'll approach you. If they want to be uncivil and stuff like that, I stay away. But when they want to be civil and talk normal, okay, now we can talk. Now we can talk. But anything beyond that, I don't start conversations with people because a lot of people are not really educated about what's going on. They don't know what's happening. They have a really shallow level of understanding, so I just stay away from it. But when they're ready and they're civil, at that point you can talk. But before then, just leave it alone and have regular conversation. It'll, you'll, you'll do much better. You have much less stress on your back if you do it that way. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're spot on there, man. Because uh, I've, I, yeah, because um, I don't have like social media or I don't watch mainstream media. I try to avoid all that, and then I have pretty much my whole life. And then, um, obviously, yeah, Trump. It's funny because Trump was the one who actually kind of got me into politics when he first ran, and just the, again the backlash that he got off of everyone and how everyone jumped on him, and that kind of just got me interested interested in it because I was like, it's a bit odd because. For what I know of Trump was he was a businessman and you know everyone sort of loved him and 
all of a sudden he's like the world's hate, you know, most hated man. So, yeah, so from from that point on, I started diving into all the, you know, American politics and conservatives and Republicans and Democrats and all that. And uh, that's what led me onto your channel and to all the other all the other guys as well. And um, again, you know, trying to talk to friends and family about it, but they just they don't they kind of, again, just all, all sort of obsessed with mainstream media and think that everything they see on there is the truth and nothing but the truth. And so, yeah, man, I just appreciate, again, um, everything you do. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. And uh, um, yeah, man, I'm trying to take some of your, uh, your, your, you know, some of your lessons and I'm trying to learn from it, man, because, yeah, it's kind of stressful. I hear you, man. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Take care, man. Take All care. Right. Yeah. Same to you. Great call. Yeah, just take my word for it. You don't want all the stress on your back. You just want to be nice and calm and cool and collected. There's no point having all that stress. Why? Like I said, if your family want to talk to you and they want to be cool and they want to just, you know, be be normies, then they'll do it. But but until then, it just it, it's no point in doing anything else. It's, it's no point in trying to convince them to see things your way, right? It's just simply no point. All right, but the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me restart Skype right quick because I know it's acting up. I could tell sometimes it's like covertly acting up. So let me go ahead and fix that right quick. All right, and then let's get back to it here. I think we'd be straight doing that. All right, I'm reading someone in this chat right here. Um... <laughs> Now, Champ Owens asked me, what's my, what's my take on Kevin Samuels and modern women? I won't answer this, the second part because that's a whole different story. But I know Kevin. Kevin, so a, lot, a lot of you guys have been here for a long time. Kevin, I've I done some shows with Kevin on this channel. If you look, it's some old shows we did back in like 2017. So Kevin, I consider to be a friend of mine. I'm very proud of Kevin and what he's doing with his channel. So shout out to my man, Kevin Samuels, for sure. Six, seven, eight, you know the line who I'm speaking to. Hi, I got on again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what's what's hey, going on? Okay. Um hey ABL. I just wanted to ask you, this is Tiffany. I just wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on I don't know if you watched the BET Awards? I saw some of it on social media, yeah. Okay, I didn't watch them. I watched some other people's video. I don't watch BET. But what are your thoughts about the way they are trying to promote this LGBTQ, especially uh, homosexuality on black, young black boys, black men? And then you got the whole Cardi B thing with, um, you know, going out there twerking and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they're just really prom promoting this savage image for black women and this soft, feminine image for black men. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I, I think that it's some um, conditioning going on. They're trying to make this be normal, make it be acceptable. Because one thing about um, the black community or black folks that I know in America is that we're not really, the, the LGBT stuff is not really that acceptable. Or at least when I, was, when I was younger, it wasn't. If somebody was gay or something like that, that was a problem. So they think, okay, the, the black community, they're so homophobic, so we're going to just force it on them and make this guy mm -hmm. Lil Nas X be a star. This man has two songs to his name that anybody's ever heard of before. We're going to make him be a star. 
is going to be on everything. And that whole thing about kissing that man on stage, that was something that was unintentionally, in my humble opinion, to make it be normalized. So you see stuff like that is like, okay, this is okay. This is fine. This is normal. And they, they kind of did it in an, an unfortunately clever way because they got Lil Nas X out there with the Old Town Road, all the little kids liked it. He performed to the elementary schools. Then you do twerking on mm-hmm. the Satan thing. Now you want to promote evil as being normal. Then you want to kiss a man on stage, live at the BET Awards, in front of kids, little babies and everything, making that be normalized. So right. I got a, I got a big problem right. with BET, Viacom, the whole thing. Serious problem with it. Right. And and Viacom, it's, it's not owned by us. It's owned by white people. And the agenda is to destroy the black family, the nuclear family, and ultimately the black man. What did you think of – now, I, I just started listening to Tariq Nasheed, and I don't know much about him, and I don't – I know I don't agree with him on a lot of things. Um, number one thing is he say GD too much. So I already know that he's not somebody that I'm going to – follow and listen and and glean all information from but he does make some valid points and i watched a little bit of his video about the bet awards and he talked about kirk franklin's outfit and how he was wearing the transgender flag and so i don't know what the colors are for the transgender flag. so i went and looked it up and i said dang he really is sporting those colors what did you think of that Wow, I didn't even know that. And speaking about Tariq Nasheed, I used to listen to him back in the day when I was, you know, still trying to figure out where I wanted to go. So, you know, I'm familiar with him. And even knowing what I know now, I know that he'll say some things that are right sometimes. And yeah. if, if he had the colors on, then it is what it is. That can't really be denied. But um, that's, that's part of the whole thing. And you know what? The thing about Kurt Franklin, he probably didn't even know what he had on. Because he's just out mm-hmm. there. Okay, it's like okay, you got a stylist. It's well, he's BT. defended the he's defended the LGBT community. I've watched the videos and him talking about the church needs to repent for not embracing them and and, uh. and giving them the love of God. You show people the love of God by telling them the truth. That's how you show the love of God. Telling somebody the truth is not hate. It's not bashing them. It's it's not not acting in love. Love tells the truth, and the truth sets you free. So I think. I think he might have known what he was doing. And then um, Tariq Nasheed made a good point. He was like, you got to think about it. It's Hollywood. It's the music industry. They got A&R people and they got the stylists. It's all planned. Everything he was saying, everything you see on television is planned. And I, I, I don't think Kurt Franklin is stupid. I think he's a very intelligent and talented man. I do think he, you know, is gifted by God, but these people, they know what they are doing. And even, even if it's just to win, you know, people to win on that side, because Kurt Franklin, has spoken out against the church about speaking out against homosexuality. So he has let us know where he stands on that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. I didn't even know all that part, but if you say that and Go look look it up. You will see the videos. Her Franklin went off on the church. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But you know, it's 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 part of the whole thing because Kurt Franklin, although no, he's gospel, silver and gold, all this, that, and the third. He's still part of the world. He's still part of this music industry. And that is a whole different piece in itself. So he's trying to push a lot of that energy over to the church, and that's a bad thing. Yeah, there was an interview with, uh, I think his name is Sway. Um, he did an interview, and Sway was, like, asking him point blank, do you think homosexual? 
Well, let me not speak too much because I can't remember exactly what the question was. But basically, Sway, he asked some point blank about homosexuality and Kirk wouldn't answer the question. Uh. He wouldn't. And if you're a Christian, the Bible is very clear. Now, if you're not a Christian, you don't have to read what the Bible say. But if you claim to be a Christian, then you need to be repping what the Bible say. So it's just. It's just interesting how BET has all these elements coming in on their programming. And, you know, BET been going downhill since the 90s. We the same. I'm actually older than you. But it's been going downhill since the 90s. And so we know what the agenda is. It's all about money. You know, they don't care as long as they get in their pockets filled. Um, in the meantime, you know, you promote, like they were talking about Migos on there, uh, Boyce Watkins. I listen to him sometimes. I don't agree with everything he say. But I listen, he made some good points. Um, but um, he was talking about Migos on four-wheelers and how they promote black men as little kids. You got little baby, little knives, little this, little that, all these littles running around making all this money, and they promote all these little boys, and they give them all this money, and they do drugs, they homosexual. I'm, from the, I'm a 90s kid. I grew up. Well, you know, Jay-Z, Tupac and stuff, and they weren't good either. They weren't good either. But it switched from them being more manly. They were, they were hoes in the 90s. They were hoes. Now they homosexuals and drug addicts now. So they just switched from one bad thing to the next. And then they got on the women. We had Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, all that growing up. And now you got these Cardi B's, Meg Thee Stallions out here. They're hard women. They don't want black women to be soft. They want them to be hard. They want them to be men so that they can act like men and turn lesbian. Well, you it's got a point a there. You got a point. I can't, I can't say nothing. You pretty much know they're right there. So I thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right, ABL. Be blessed. All right, now. Very good point. Very, very good point. A lot of these... A lot of these rappers are promoting drug use like it's a cool thing. I remember back in the day, the rap wasn't good and it's still not good. Like the messaging is not good, but it, the messaging has changed. Back then it was, okay, I'm the biggest drug dealer in the world. Um, I got all the money. I got all the ice. Now it's, you know, I'm a crackhead and it's fun. And one of the main guys, you know, speaking speak about all the littles, Lil Baby, the biggest rapper out right now, but also... Uh, he's hooked on lean, which is like an opiate derivative, right? So you're like a heroin addict and you're the biggest rapper in the game. And who was Kurt Franklin doing uh, the introduction of the BET Awards with? You guessed it, Lil Baby. So you're a gospel singer, right, Kurt Franklin? And you do the opening of the BET Awards with a guy that admittedly drinks lean. And that's just what he likes to do for a living. Hold on, matter of fact, here's a picture of... Mr. Silver and Gold himself and Mr. I like to drink heroin because I'm a crackhead in 2021. Hold on. Matter of fact, let's put it up. So that's them right there. That's Kirk. And then that's little baby right there with the hair. All right. So it's, it's, it's weird. You know, this is why modern music and stuff like that, you know, the, the 80s was probably the best music. And the crazy part is that I think all throughout music, there's been a lot of drugs and stuff involved, but Maybe they didn't just say, hey, you know what? I like to do drugs in my music. They just made music, and it was it. You didn't have this negative message in the music. But I digress. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now, so I'll move on. 857, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 857. This is, this is Mr. Logan. Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? 
How you doing, Mr. Logan? How are you? I'm great about yourself. I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I seen you uh, in the other uh, couple of videos ago talking about welfare state. That okay. one of the liberal policies of the welfare state. Uh, do you know what's the welfare state? Okay. Just get to your, just get to your point. Just get to it, because I don't got all well, night. I just asked you a question. Like, do you know what the welfare state is? Yes, I do. Now get to your point. Can you describe it? I said, get to your point. Get to your point. We're not going to play this game. I'm not playing the game. All right, all right, all right. But check it out. But check it out. Okay, you're not playing the game. That's great. But get to your point. I just asked you a question. I said, said, get to your point. Now, you can ask me again. I'm going to tell you the same thing. We can do this all night. So what you want to do? Get to your point or not? My point is that there's there's no social policy as a welfare state. It just uh, doesn't exist. Okay, so when you're talking about, when I say welfare state, what I'm referring to is all these programs, all, all these programs that are given to people that they don't actually earn. All this money that they get to people, you know, uh, welfare includes EBT, Tanner Section 8, um, food stamp program. And right now, I think this whole thing with uh, the, the stimulus checks, uh, the extra unemployment, that's also part of the welfare state. And to a certain extent, even child support, that's part of the welfare state too. That's, but that's a different story. And I'll move on from that. But basically, those, those, basically those the money people get that they don't earn, that's part of the welfare state. And that is what kind of subsidizes all the failure. Because it's like, what's the motivation well, to go out there and do more for yourself when you have money given to you every month for doing nothing? Okay, so giving money to you for doing nothing... Okay, then th- now you, now that's what you got it all wrong. Okay, tell me which program give money to somebody for doing nothing. Uh, TANF. Huh? TANF. Do, 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 do you know what TANF is? TANF? TANF. T-A-N-F. No, that program has been regulated since 1994. So do and you do, 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 do anything to get it? Do, with like, what do you do to get it? In order to get, in order to, in order to get welfare payments for the child, that's what you're saying. That's what this one you're referring I say to, right? It's been, it's, it's been modified since 1994. Do you hear? Do you know? Do you know about welfare reform? You remember that? <laughs> but you're not talking about. Are you, are you talking about TANF? What are we talking about? Well, that's that's really the same. It's like uh, you know, you will get X amount of money per child. That's the program that you're referring to, right? Well, sort of. But go ahead. <laughs> it's the same program. Yeah, that's that's the term. That's the the you, you give me the how you call it the, the 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 signal whatever. But that's not that's not what it is. In order to get that to to get funding for that for the child, actually you only get it for one child. Before 1994, you will get it for multiple childs. You only get it for one, and in exchange, you have to be in a program. You have to be studying. You have to be either uh, being in a training program or you have to be in an internship. So it's not free. It's not like you just sitting at home and getting it. So it's just not true. So what is the other problem that you get for free? I'm you waiting. do get, you can get tenure for not doing anything. Like you could sit home and That's just get money true. all day. People just sit home and get not money all true. day from the welfare state. Food stamp program, SNAP. Well, I mean, I mean, well, different. Okay, that's different. Oh, okay. So, but again, so for food stamps, you can just get that by doing nothing, right? 
Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? No, no, not really, not really. Yes or no? Not really. Okay, no, so no, no. What must you do to get food stamps? Well, but you see, you see, you 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 generalize that food stamps just getting nothing. You get what must you do to get you, food stamps? If you disabled, if you disabled, you can't work, right? What must That's you do to get food stamps? Huh? What must you do to get food stamps? You you cannot just get food stamps. So so let me let me explain, let me ask you this. So can you go? No 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 no. Let's let's not let's not ask you a question. Answer the question. What must you do to get food stamps? Answer the question. Well, you have to be unemployed. You unemployed and you looking no, for no no work, no no. I did not ask stamps. you what your status must be. I said what must you do to get food stamps? <laughs> you, you have to be in a program. It's just it's yeah, not exactly free. nothing it's nothing. Not so how about WIC? Do you know what WIC is? Yeah, I know what it is. So what must you do to get WIC? Uh, you have to have a child under five years old. So what must you do to get WIC? Physically do. Well, if you have a child and it's what must you physically it's do? What must you go out in the world and accomplish? What must you actually do physically to get WIC? But it's for the child. I mean, what must you? I actually asked you one last time, and then if you don't answer, then I know my answer. Nothing. What must no, you do not, to you, get WIC? Nothing. Okay. So, so you do nothing to get WIC. Nothing to get SNAP. How about Section Eight? How about that? What must you do to get Section Eight? You have to be. You have to be working. What must you do you to, to get it? To Is there anything Section special you have to, you have to do to get rent, Section right? Eight? Well, you have to be working. You have to be working. It's just not true. All these okay. things are right. not true. So at the end of the day, what I'm saying about the welfare state is that people, at the you end just, of the day, I'm going to talk now. You be quiet. The welfare state incentivizes people to sit on their hind parts and do nothing and just get money. This is why after the Great Society, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Families have just taken the nosedive, black and white. Now, some numbers for those that are out there listening. Um, in 1960, the black community had an 80% two-parent household rate. So two parents married before they had a baby, right? And at the same time, whites had a 95% two-parent married household rate. So 95% of them were married before they had a baby. Whether that was a shotgun marriage, whether they planned the baby, whatever it was, they were married before they had the baby. But now, 2021, there's right around a 75% single-parent household rate in the black community before a baby is born. And among whites, that's dipped to about a, what's that, like a, a 25% single-parent household rate before babies are born. So it's much higher in blacks among than it is whites, but they both have increased a lot. So this is the welfare state. Because why go out there and get a man? Why get married? Why have a family when Uncle Sam can pay for everything? When I can get free this, free this, free that, and free that. That's why I say the welfare state is a bad thing. Now, what's, what what's, a, what's, a, what's another reason why the single parent household rate has gone up so much among blacks and whites? Why? Could be because people are not committed to marriage. But why, why has that changed from 1960 when they were to now when they're not? Welfare was since 1930s. Why you keep talking the, about 1960s? Lennon Baines Johnson, Great Society was 1960s. It started in 1930s. So the question, the question is simple. The question is simple. Quiet, 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 sir, quiet. The question is very simple. Why has the white and the black community tumbled like that when you're talking about uh, two-parent married households? 
people are not committed to marriage. But why? But why? Why were they in 1960, could be for but not many now? Reasons. Could be for many reasons. So, so, so you don't know do. exactly. There's you no don't know. Else. Now, I gave you the reason why, believe it or not. But thank you for the call. I appreciate you. It's simple. Once you know Uncle Sam's right there, he got your back, then you, you're not really... Some people, not everybody, because there's still quite a few married people. Um, white community, at least 75%. Uh, Two-parent married. Unfortunately, it's backward in the black community, 75% single. But people still get married. But some people say, you know what? I have Uncle Sam that has my back. Child support, that's, a, that's part of the welfare state too. You know, I won't go down that road. It's kind of sensitive, so I'll back up. But the welfare state, things you get, money that you get for doing nothing, uh, with EBT, TANF, Section 8, all these things, food stamps, some of these NGOs that have come around, give you three hots in the cap, basically. Uh, the, the drugs and all that kind of stuff that people want to promote, talking about legalize all drugs, all these things play a factor. It's all part of the welfare state, in my humble opinion. And the end goal is to make a slave state. And we don't want to go backward. We want to go forward, don't we? We don't want to go back to slavery time where you had a slave class and the upper class and regular poor people trying to make a living, trying to just scrape out, you know, trying to can some food for the winter. We don't want to go back to that, but let the liberals have it. Let the elite have it. We'll go back to that. All right, let's get to some more calls here. Five for, oh, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Yes. Okay, so um, my name is Grayson. I'm from Virginia. Um, I'm 12, and I'm biracial, and I have a white nana. I'm sitting in the living room right now, and we're watching you. And I always wonder how is America, especially the number one greatest country, but now it's turning into the the last. Well, I think some people in the country want it to be that way. Maybe they hate America. They don't like what we stand for. It's strange because they still live here, but that's a different story. Maybe they want to yeah. have different classes. Maybe they want to be at the very top. They think, and they're wrong to think this way, but they think if they do some of these things to damage America, that they're going to be the ones who are the leaders. They'll be the rulers, but they won't be at the end of the day. So what you have are misinformed people that are trying to make the country go a different direction, and they don't realize what's going to be the end result. But you know where it's going to go, as do I. And it's not going to be in a good place if they get their way. Okay. Thank you. I was just wondering. I'm so happy to be on here. Thank you for the call. Keep on watching. I appreciate you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, shout out to the young Carla, 12 years old. Warms my heart every time I hear it. Warms my heart because, hey, when I was 12, I had no idea about politics. I had no clue. You know, I'm, I'm watching WWE. I don't, you know, really WWF back then, but I had no idea about politics. So shout out to the young man. Hey, you, you headed for greatness, sir. You headed for greatness. All right, let's get to some more calls here. Let's go to 310. You're the line. Who am I hey, speaking to? Shout out to the young Carlos, 12 years old. Warms my heart. Oh, man. ABL, hey, you hear me? I heard you well. I got some feedback in the background. Yeah, I just turned it down right now. All righty. Um, this is Sarah Moore. I've been following you for a while, man. And I just wanted to give a response to uh, that Ivan dude. And uh, it's a little contradictory. 
I understand, um, <clears throat> you know, WIC and all these programs, you know, they're giving, the U.S. is giving a lot more away than it should. But my family actually was helped out by the WIC program. Uh, there was a point that we couldn't afford milk or anything like that, but it was none, nothing like I see that's actually going on right now. Um, I'm working at a warehouse right now, and I see certain people, <clears throat> you know, they're my friends too, I'm not going to lie, but these guys got food stamps, and uh, they're selling them at work, you know, half off, whatever. And um, I have a four-bedroom house. I have two kids. I have uh, one on child support, and I'm making it. And uh, I agree with you that these services, they, they need a, there need to be some very strong restrictions because uh, my father made a couple of bad investments, and um, we, like I said, we couldn't afford milk. It was a bad time for us. You know, we got helped out. We got through it, and uh, with that, we were able to, like, get past those bad times. And now, because of that, my old man went to go do his own thing. He took me out of California. Uh, I'm in Colorado. I'm looking to leave that now, maybe to Texas or something. But um, I 100% agree with you, all these uh, services out there. Uh, these, a lot of people are just taking advantage of it. Why go to work? Why do this? Why do that? I show up every day, and I have my old man to thank for that. And he had that help. but. It was honest. He needed it, and um, that, that's all I had to say about that. I think that Ivan, dude, he's 100% wrong. I think there need to be much harsher regulations on any aid given to any legal citizen. Right that's, uh, that's why I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I uh, appreciate your show, and keep keep going on. Thank you, man. Great call. Yeah, the thing about it is, see, it's one thing to get help temporarily. And I think even that can be handled outside of the government. You got all kind of churches and charities and food banks and everything else. So that can be handled beyond the government. But temporary assistance, that's one thing. But the problem is it becomes a whole hustle. I come from these, I come from that environment. I, I didn't see people have a whole economy selling these food stamps. In California, it's real big. Because I, I hear, no, I got family over there. I hear the whole thing. You know, a lot of these girls, they say, okay, I don't make enough money. They, they might have a little job. They work halfway or no job at all. They get in this government assistance. But really, they, they babysitting. Everybody's kids are getting paid to do that. They're doing hair. They, you know, they, they, they're doing all types of stuff on the low that you don't know about. Get money over here, over there. They got all kind of stuff going on. I heard you could buy hair weave in California with EBT with an EBT card because the way it is now, they put all your benefits on one card, including child support. Did you know about that? They put it on one card. All your benefits go right there. So whenever you just go on to buy whatever, you can just get it. This is why on the first of the month, you know, back in the day, especially when I was just with no money, I never had government assistance. Even when we were in the ghetto in the hood, never had that. We just didn't do it. My mom worked. My dad worked. But I digress. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll be in the store on the first with no kind of government check. I'm getting a bag of rice, uh, some chicken breast, basic stuff, right? I got like three items in my hand. But I go over here, I look at this uh, cart. It's filled to the brim 
with all types of cakes and cookies and pies and frozen pizza and Pop-Tarts and Ding-Dongs and Ho-Hos and Sunny D and Capri Suns, all that. Every time, go to your local Walmart on the 1st. Matter of fact, go to the little hood store. You know what I'm talking about on the 1st of the month. Matter of fact, that the car might get refreshed tonight. Tonight. Go to the store tomorrow and you're going to see what I'm talking about. You go to the store for a pack of bubble gum. You're going to see carts full up to the top. You're going to see 800-pound people walking, or not walking, riding their little scooter with their, with their scooter uh, filled to the top. That is the welfare state, and that's a problem. And what it's also doing is maintaining a permanent underclass. If you're going to be relying upon the welfare state, and that's, that's how you live, you just live like that, how will you ever rise from that? You're going to be stuck right there in perpetuity forever until you get beyond that mind state of I'm in the hood, I'm on welfare, I'm playing the game, I'm getting money. Until you get beyond that, you're going to be, you're going to be there forever. But I'll move on. I'll digress. Next girl POV, what's going on? Hi, how's it going? Everything's great about yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking my call tonight. I I was actually going to share a different comment, but then I just felt impressed to go ahead and share something else because um someone shared their idea in the chat. So changing the script. But anyways, I was I want to change it up from Cosby. He's been taking up a lot of the chats. <laughs> so no Cosby. Gotcha. Not right now. But what I did want to pick your brain about was an idea that came to my mind a few days ago. I've been, you know, I did a video, you know, about Gwen Berry and all that fun stuff. And um, basically someone, most of the people agreed in the comments on the video and on my Instagram, but you know, there, there's some haters, but anyways, when I was dealing with one of the haters, I, uh, I was thinking, how about this? What do you think if we, you know, I, I call, I and others of us, we call them anti-American Americans. There's a lot of anti-American Americans. And I would throw Glenn Berry in that bunch, AOC, and a whole bunch of other people. But what if true patriots, you know, Americans that are actually proud to be Americans, what if we came up with like some kind of a fund that we could fundraise like a, and put it all into a really big pot I'm not exactly sure how to do this legally or whatever. I'm, we might have to like get some lawyers together and things like that. But basically the lawyers will come up with a contract for all the anti-American Americans who hate our country so much. I think we should help them with a one-way ticket out of here. <laughs> like get to, they can get to step in and don't let the door hit them on, on the way out because there are, um, we have just too many of them. There are a very tiny, tiny percentage of um, Americans who have actually decided to leave our country for various reasons, right? So I give applause to those people. At least, you know, they put their money where their mouth was and where their heart was, and they said, heck, I want to leave. And they've left. But, but we have a lot of people who hate our country, who live in our country, who are Americans. So I think we need to see about helping them get on out, and they can go someplace but they have to sign a contract saying that they're not coming back so <laughs> so what do you think what are your thoughts about you know somehow we figure out a way to kind of encourage these folks to leave 
I say go for it. You know, like that's my thing because it's, it hate America so much. Talk about America being the worst thing in the world all the time. I was like, all right, we'll check it out. Hey, I have the solution. I have the remedy. We have a fund set aside. We got all expenses paid. One way ticket, first class to wherever you want to go. Now they probably want to go to Canada or to Finland somewhere because they say that they hate the white men, but they want to go to white <laughs> countries more than anything. It's like, why be racist? Go to Jamaica. They speak English in Jamaica. Now it's a little bit choppy, but you can speak English in Jamaica and it's fine. Don't worry about the violence and whatnot down some of the outside of the tourist places. You'd be all right, right? Because the people of color and you're an ally, you can be just fine in Jamaica. Why, why not? So they can go there and it'd be all right. And then problem solved. Makes sense to me. There you go. If, if, if people don't like it, basically the bottom line is go like, People want to be here and they want to be complaining and stuff. But um, one of our um, folks in the chat, Atomic Atomic Tabasco, suggested that um, we, oh, I'm sorry if I'm getting the second part right, but wrong, but anyways, Atomic said he shared, they shared a reply to, you know, my question that I put out there into the atmosphere. And they were like, well, how about, you know, they love the idea, but how about we, you know, tie it to where they have to go to like a socialist country? <laughs> like, Cuba, you know, someplace like that. I would say go to a socialist country, go to a third world country and, you know, live it up, live it up and enjoy your black and brown people or whatever it is. And, you know, just leave, like quit, you know, trying to bring our country down from within. It's like we have enemies within our own country trying to bring it down. And it's very, very sad. That's right. You're right on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you so much. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. And I don't know, I might need to think you're praying that we might need to figure out some way to kind of, you know, just help help out these anti-American Americans because they just kind of need to get, they just need to go. That's just kind of how I feel about it. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, well, thank you so much, ABL, for taking my call. I appreciate it. Take care and God bless. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right. Shout out to Mixed Girl POV. Mixed M-I-X-E-D POV. Girl, mixed girl POV right here on the YouTubes. All right. And you guys go to sub to her. We got a few more on the line here. My Jamaican accent, I might, I might splash it on you just randomly, but I don't have a phrase to say right now. I don't want to say nothing that's like, I don't want to say like the typical, so I want to say something like a real phrase. All right. Let me get to some more. Let's go... 775 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, Anthony. Oh, my God. I went right through. That's awesome. Um, I just wanted to give you a quick call say thank you for all the work you do. Thank you for all the stories that you dig into. Thank you for all the people that you cover. Um, listening to your podcast has really been kind of like my guiding light, man. It's like, luckily, it hasn't really been all too bad out here where I am right now, but, you know, seeing it on social media, hearing about it all the time, hearing people, you know, just uh, trash our way of life, really, and when we're, like, pretty much the most spoiled people on the face of the earth, and they don't even appreciate it, and I kind of, like, have, like, a little bit of inside information, because I kind of grew up as the spoiled child mm -hmm. in, in my own personal family, so I could kind of, like, like under, I kind of like understand where these, like, um, I understand these people's mindsets. They're like so spoiled that they can't even see how good yeah. they have it. 
but yeah, I also want to say that um, uh, for that last caller, that female caller saying that we should like start up GoFundMe's for people that really want to leave. <laughs> That's like a brilliant idea. Um, but yeah, I just want to give you a quick thank you. Thank you for all the the work you've done. Thank you for all the stories that you've covered. Thank you for just kind of like being like that breath of fresh air and being like so supportive of all of our country. And, you know, it belongs to you. It belongs to me. It belongs to everyone. And, you know, I believe that everyone has the right to speak their mind, but also at the same time, it's like, if at the end of the day, you can't appreciate the freedoms that we have, you should leave. So I just want to say thank you for all that because it's really hard hearing some of the bad things that people have to say about our great country. So God bless you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your show. Have a pleasant night. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. And appreciate you, man. All righty. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Three zero one on line. speaking to. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Ben Ben Bussy. Uh, I just had two things I wanted to bring up. There's an article I was looking at right now, where the uh, the president of BET, Robert L. Johnson, he's listed as the first black billionaire. He's calling for a fourteen trillion dollar reparation uh, to compensate for slavery, Jim Crow, and two hundred years of systemic. Um, racism here in America. But I also wanted to say, uh, you know, you had asked the question, uh, what, was, what must a person do to, you know, get like um, welfare? And I have answers to that question from my own personal experience, because I used to say I had, I had two children and I would take them out, but I would also take out with three other little girls. I would take them out, get them away from the situation. And these children were born specifically because the mother uh, for each child that she would have, she would get she would get money. She would get money to take care of them from the government. So you extrapolate 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 that out to so many other women that live in uh, you know in, in communities in the hood that they just have babies just this, just so just so they can collect um, uh, money for welfare. Uh, and it was a tragic to, you know, take these little ladies out and take them out, talk to them, give them a, a, breath, a breath of fresh air. But that's, that was in my own personal experience that I just wanted to share. And look, I just appreciate uh, you for the work that you do, man, and uh, keep on rolling on. And I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Okay, got it. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's go to some more here. 404, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 404, hello. If you're speaking, they can't hear you. Hey, peace. It's O out of Atlanta. Um, wonderful, wonderful topic. Always great to, 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 to hear you, uh, Anthony. And um, I'd like to say that I do agree uh, overall that there are, 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 are extra. Well, first off, let me start with this. We pay taxes. As citizens, we pay taxes. And our taxes go to many different things. Things of which I don't agree with on many times. Some things I do agree with. Um, I do believe that, 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 that there should be greater restriction um, that's put on everything that we do. Uh, but me, myself, I am a citizen of this country, born and raised. Um, and I have benefited from some of these programs at times when my family definitely needed it. As a man, though, 
uh, it'd be very, very hard for someone like me to be able to get a program of such without, um, it, 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 it'd be hard for me to get that program, period. It worked out for us and my family because we were a single family, of course, and the system is, is, is designed to propagate such things. But um, I, 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 I will say that, that the, it, it, it's, it's a beneficial system and that it shouldn't just solely be treated as, as there are just people who are just living off of it and taking advantage of, of the situation. Yes, there are those people. But there are also people that are taking advantage of the different tax loopholes that we have, and and they do the different things that they do with that. And I don't believe that the program itself should be, you know, cut or 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 whatever. Uh, I will say, Anthony, I'm just getting onto this call, or, or rather, this show, and this is my first time ever calling into any of these YouTube things. Um, not that that matters, but. Um, I say that to say that I don't know if any, anyone spoke to any ideas and things, but my main component of what I wanted to, to provide is that these programs have uh, been beneficial to many people. My, my, family, I, my family especially, but I also lived in places where there were tons of family who this was their third, fourth generation taking advantage of the system. So um, those... Uh, scenarios do need to be regulated don't you think yeah now I'm, I'm gonna ask you this do you think that this system this welfare state has done more harm than good um i don't think that i don't think that we as people uh regardless of what your nationality citizenship period should rely totally on government for anything um, government is of the people. That is what it is. Um, it, it's unfortunate that it's that it's that it's not uh, expressed that way in in in, in an altruistic sense. Uh, but that is truly what it is. Um, I, I don't think that it's done as as worse as some of the operations that we've done in different countries. I don't think it's done as worse as some of the operations that we've done within our country. Uh, I mean, I understand that part. But, but my, my my question was. Has it done more harm than good, in your opinion? No. If, 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 if that's the question, and I see how you treated that other guy. I don't know what his name was, but he was definitely uh, evading the question. I'm not going to do that with you. I respect you, brother. So the answer to that question is no. I do not believe that it's done more harm than good, no. Well, not, I, not the program itself. Okay. I mean, I'm like the welfare state in general, because like I was saying earlier, I mean, look at how the family is disintegrated. Why is the family disintegrated? So, so much since the 60s when Great Society, LBJ, when that was brought out there, when the civil mm -hmm. rights, all that kind of stuff happened. It's like yeah. that the country has taken a, a nosedive among oh, blacks totally, and whites. Totally. Totally. So, Absolutely. Is that is that because of the welfare state or is it something else that happened? No, no, no. God, no, no, no. Or, or forgive me. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone using that name or, or uh, you know. Anyhow, but no, I don't. I don't think that. No, I I, I stand firm in what I believe, and, and if you'd like to hear me provide some backstory, I've I've done some some uh, some work in government, and I've seen different ways that that uh, our our um, our money has been squandered, uh, our, our rights and, and and the authority that we give these people are uh, are taken advantage of. So um, I'm not one to say that. Hey, we're doing everything correctly. But um, I do not believe that the welfare state is 
is the crux of all the issues that we have. There's so much more that is, 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 is the issue. And my lead part to that, or what I'd like that to, 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 to surround is the fact that going back to, we cannot give government that much, that much power. When you say, Hey, is government the reason for all these things, or rather not government, let's go back to, to the subject is the welfare state, as you said, is the welfare state, the, the you know, has to make it work. Is it, is it the reason for all these problems? No, we can't, we can't put it just solely on that. Um, regardless of whether or not uh, a, 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 a mother can get, uh, <clears throat> let me let me phrase it differently. Regardless of whether or not a family can receive benefits, that father should be in, in that in that in that child's life, or that mother should be in that child's life, and that has nothing to do with government. Because no matter where that child is born, that child should should have that. In a perfect society and in, 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 a, in a perfect uh, situation, that child should have that, and that has nothing to do with government. These are just things that have been brought it on, and of course, yes, they are are, are, are a debt to society in, in a sense. You know, it, we, we we pay taxes for it. We also, ABL, I stress, pay taxes for things that we just don't like. I I I, I it, 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 it 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 it's crazy how much money that we spend on the military at this point compared to other things. And, 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 and how quickly, how quickly the, the, the members of, 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 of Congress and, and so forth are so willing to come together under that one garb but anything else, regardless of some of the foolishness that they have going through those halls and some of the things that are full of uh, or, or have parts of, of something that's really, really great, um, there is so much partisanship. So, you know... Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot going on. We could get into, but I got a few more calls online. So thank you for the call, man. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate it. Hey, it was wonderful speaking with you. Take it easy, brother. All right. Same to you now. All right. Shout out to the caller. Respectful caller. You know, it's, it's okay to disagree. See that. That's how you have a, a, a civil conversation. I appreciate that. You know, don't, don't come in yelling and screaming and hollering over people. Have a civil conversation. Hey, thank you, sir. That was a good call. Appreciate you for that one, boss. 504, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Jay from New Orleans, baby. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Listen, I was just calling on listening to you, man. Fantastic job as always. But I would have to respectfully disagree with the last call when he was talking about, and I'd like to answer your question when it comes to do I think it's doing more harm than good. In my opinion, it is doing more harm than good. I think what you were saying is that it's not that it's not doing any good, but which, if you had a decision to make or a choice to make, whether it's doing more harm than good, what would you decide on? And I would, I would say that it's doing more harm only because you have people out there. Now, it may, when they decided to do this, in my opinion, they may have started out with all the best intentions, but the kind of people that, that, that live in America they're always trying to get an in game or out or a way to get over. That's the way I look at it in a lot of cases. So you have situations where people that really need this money sometimes did not afford this money because you have people that are beating the system and getting things that they rightfully are deserving of. You know, and it's just like when Biden came out with the stimulus check. Okay, I work hard. I work hard for my money. I go to work every day. I work multiple jobs. But just because I work, I shouldn't be penalized because I didn't get a stimulus. 
And that was it. And I just made barely over the allotted amount where they said you wouldn't get, get any money if you got it. Now, I didn't reach out. I didn't try because I knew that that, that should have gone to somebody that was more deserving or somebody that needed it. But it's like people that are going out there working hard for their money, they're being penalized. People that are trying to do the right thing, they're being penalized. And I don't think that's fair at all. I, I agree with you 100%. And then it creates a mentality where it's like, well, why work hard? Why do all this extra exactly. stuff if I'm, I'm penalized for it while those who don't do anywhere near what I do get rewarded? It's a backward system. Exactly. I agree with you 100% with that, sir. And the, and the thing is, it's like I know that in my current job that we're trying to get people to, to work. And then we go out there and we're offering like these benefit packages and things like that. And like, well, what's the starting pay? You tell them what it is. Oh, no, I make more money than that staying at home. And it gives them absolutely no incentive. And like you said, you got to change the mindset. You know, I mean, if, if you're staying in this type of situation and you think that just, you know, hey, I'm just going to try to beat the system, beat the system, the system's always going to be wrecked. It's always going to be flawed because, because you're allowing these things to happen. And it gives no one any incentive. And I should say no one because that's just too much of a generalization, but it gives a lot of people no incentive to try to improve their own, their own situation, you know, and that's just unfortunate. You, you're right on it, 100%. And, you know, not everyone will take that. Not, not everyone will take that path, but it creates a, it, it's an avenue that is there and people are going to take it. Just human nature, people are going to take it, not everyone. But if the avenue wasn't there, then, then it couldn't be taken and there'd be better choices that were made rather than taking this money to sit at home and do nothing. You go out there and work. All the person may not want to work. It'd be better for them because they're in society being productive, they're developing skills, and then they can, you know, advance in life as they move on. But if they're dependent upon the government, they take that bait. They're always going to be right there. And then if it ever gets cut off, they're going to be lost. You're, you're, how you hit the nail on the head because you're not even opening up your mind. And just like you said, and whenever that stops, it goes right. You're gonna go right back into that hole that you're in because you're not doing anything to improve your situation, not doing anything to improve yourself. And then when you're sitting here and you're like literally just trying to like feed up or beat the system or try to take things um, from people or from the government that you could actually improve yourself, then you want to know why the country is the way it is. Listen, I, I'm an I'm African-American male, and I don't, I don't even like to use that terminology when I say that. I should say I'm a dark-skinned American because I don't like to separate, you know, because I, I was born in America and I'm an American. So, you know, I'm just a dark-skinned American. It should be splitting the races and that type of thing. But anyway, I digress, like you always say. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is that when you have people from other countries and they're coming here and they're making it, because they're, I mean, they're they're busting their backs and sweating. You can't get mad at these people because they're trying to improve their way of life because they're developing skills to make money. And so, and they're not relying on the government. And and I know some people are coming in here illegal, but if they're coming in here illegal because they know they can't report themselves to the government to get the funds, so now they're developing skills to prove themselves. And then when they have these businesses that the black people and uh, white people or Americans or let's say lazy America. 
you going in their stores, purchasing them, you just you're improving their situation, and then you get bitter because you feel like you're not afforded the same opportunity. This is the land of opportunity. It doesn't get any better than that. And just like the, the, the young lady earlier that was saying, let's get a GoFundMe or something like that and get ship them out of here. Well, they're going to take that GoFundMe money like this, that ABL, be at Walmart or whatever, and have baskets full of ding-dongs and hoo-hoos and ha-has and all of that kind of stuff, and they're going to use it for something other than what it's supposed to be used for. Exactly. Right on, man. Well, hey, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Great call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take care of yourself, ABL. All right, now, same to you. All right. Great call. Great call. Yeah, I mean, the welfare state is really a serious issue. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. It's Sonia. How you doing? I'm doing all right. about yourself? Okay. I think the person that was talking before me there was speaking on welfare. Yes. <laughs> you know, the thing with welfare is, is that, of course, we need things in place to help people in the times that they are down and out. There are countless people that can say they had to get on public assistance. They needed all of that stuff until they got their act together, went back to school, even got free tuition, all that. But the thing I don't understand is that while we have all these programs to help people with, you know, medical or food or childcare, whatever, which is great, though it should be temporary, how come we have such, a, such an emphasis, you know, on programs now for, let's say, LGBTQ and protecting trans kids and all these other things that they want to put money into, but they never say, well, while you're on welfare, while you're getting your life together, let's work on the family unit and teach them skills that they need or whatever it is to improve their quality of life. It's as if all they care about is your sexual orientation and your pronouns. That's, that's a very, very good point. You know, it's almost like they just want to indoctrinate you into certain ways that they want you to be and think and believe rather than just trying to help you improve as a person. That's kind of what it seems like. The only program that I know, and it's not like I'm doing research, though I'm just talking off the top of my head where they're, I know that they're literally doing something for boys with King Randall. Right, and he did it on his own. Mm -hmm. And then another person, I think it's Pastor Lee. I forgot his last name. He's in California. He has a program that's just for men. I think it's called Bond, and he shows the men how to be fathers, how to be husbands, how to be responsible. Other than those two, and that's them doing their own, I guess, not profit, not for profit kind of thing. It's not the government. I don't know of anything else like that that's public funded. Yeah, I mean, there's there's small things like that across the nation, but as far as like. Being at a college, university, something like that, I've not really heard about anything like that. And it's a shame because you should hear more stories like that. You should hear more about, you know, um, colleges taking on that particular um, that, that particular battle, which you don't. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, it should be in tandem with the welfare. I think the only time I think they help parents improve their parenting skills or be better mothers or whatever is when they're drug addicted and they need to get their kids back and then they have to take some classes. But um, I saw this person, I think he's the attorney general in, in uh, California, I forget his name, and he had some other man in the background who's a politician, I forget his title. But if I'm not mistaken, the person in the background is the one who had something to do with that law that makes sex with a minor a misdemeanor. Are you talking about, I know you're talking about, um, I, I can see his face. I think his name yeah. is Scott Weiner or something like that. Some kind of like obvious name. Like yes, a weird name. Yeah. I think that's it. And <laughs> I was so confused because they're talking about the states that they're banning, I guess, public officials to travel to because of their stance on LGBTQ. 
I mean, they can't tell private citizens where to go, but they had this long list and they had these long faces talking about all these states that people can't go to, I guess, if they work for the government. And that guy, the tall one, he went on there and he was all mopey saying, who, what, what kind of person wakes up in the morning and says that they want to stop a kid from playing sports or something to that effect? And he was talking about, I guess, the trans kids playing with the girls and all of that. Uh, and yeah. they were in this weird place because there was like this background that was like LGBTQ stuff. And I thought they must be in some kind of museum about gay, gay life. I don't know. And that's what they chose to do their press conference. But when he's saying that, you know, when, when these people say they want to protect these trans, that's like the new slogan, protect trans youth. And I'm thinking from who? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's weird. It, it like, it's like I said, it's, it's about pushing an agenda. It's not about anything real that they had to get protected from. It's just about trying to, you know, impress upon people a certain thing. And that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll say real quick is like that teacher that went on that rant and she's in that, I think you did the video, I'm not sure, where she had that classroom all full of stuff and she's pissed because her state bans her from teaching CRT and she was saying how they had to take a stand for our kids and I thought, whose kids? Your kids? <laughs> what kids are you talking about? Because unless they're the ones you're raising in your home, why are they trying to cross these lines? I mean, it's just so ridiculous and, and frustrating and infuriating when you're a parent, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's really, it's really crazy out here, but people are starting to wake up to it, and I think they're going in a different direction. Yeah. Oh, and that thing that I've been said about the welfare in the 30s, at that time when it began, it was for disabled people only. Right. It wasn't the great society that Lyndon Baines Johnson passed, like, you know, after civil rights. It wasn't the same thing at all because there was definitely a sharp uh, decline in the family structure after that particular point. It was very quick, so... It wasn't like yep. the same thing going on right now with these uh, debit cards with benefits on it to go to the beauty supply mm -hmm. store and get hair weave. That was not around in 1930. No, no, it wasn't. Well, thanks for taking my call. I didn't expect to get to what was caught off guard. Have a good night and enjoy the rest of your show. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Great call. We'll get to some more here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Skype caller, who am I speaking to? Uh, hi, is my audio okay? You, your audio sounds fine. Okay, all right. All right, hold on, let me just move over here so I can hear you better. Okay, hey, Anthony, how you doing? Everything's right, how about yourself? I'm doing great. See, I don't think you, uh, you're definitely not going to remember me, but uh, I talked to you a few months ago, I think, about how uh, like, you know, how uh, I started getting into politics after Obama got elected and how uh, everything's so messed up and if we're not fighting hard enough. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. you. <laughs> yeah, I know you won. You're too busy. A uh, busy man. Yeah, I know. But uh, my question to you is, it's, it's not really that related to anything you're talking about. But I know that you're going to have an opinion on this. And, and I, I already know what my opinion is on it. So um, my question is, do you think that American pornography should change or do you think that it should absolutely stop and end? Um, this is a topic that I'm not really going to talk about too much right here, but I'm going to just answer your oh, question. Yeah, and then we can just, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, then, yeah, then yeah. we could just skid out right along. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, I would just talk. Uh, I would just I'm trying to get all the conservatives point of view on this topic. You know, yeah, since, you know, yeah, but, really you know we got little kids. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll say this. Um, 
actually, you know what? I'm not going to answer that. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, as I can't really talk about that, that's not really a thing. So, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that one for you, boss. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that topic up. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I think I already know what your opinion is on it. So, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry to put you on the spot like that, man. But thanks for uh, taking my call. I right, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, too. Yeah, come on, man. We got little kids watching. I can't even really... If I answer it, then I have to get weird. So let's not. So yeah, let's let's just not. Let's move on to the next call. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And we got little kids watching, so don't be doing nothing weird. All right, let's go. 224, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony, this is Billy. All righty, what's going on? Uh, um, I just subscribed a couple days ago, so... Uh... I went through some of the earlier videos you had, and of course I've been up to date over the past two days. But um, I was wondering if you uh, could possibly steel man a, uh, a liberal perspective. I wanted to get your take on uh, the pros. Uh, say, say that one more time. I didn't hear you. I'm, uh, I wanted to hear you steel man a, a liberal perspective if possible. You know, I had a I had a big problem with all the uh, broad generalizations of the right wing coming from the left. But you know, I have friends and family that are on the left. You know, some more extreme than others. But I just wanted to get your perspective on uh, the benefits, maybe that come from a leftist perspective. Um, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> uh art, I guess. Some some art a lot of a lot of the, lot of the left there they're good at creativity but the I don't want to say nothing negative I'm gonna just say something positive um some art and creativity um I don't really know what else honestly I, yeah well I, I find that on the right too I think I I have a big problem of course with all the rivalry between the two because I think in a way there's a lot that's shared between both sides. I, you know, it's problematic when you're talking about on an individual level versus the political show that goes on constantly, you know. So I just had a conversation today with uh, somebody who I think was more so left-leaning. Um, but, you know, it's difficult because it's uh, it causes rifts, you know, within your community to some, you know, obviously we can see that across the board, but even on a, on a local level, I'm seeing it where it's like I don't really disagree on a lot of the deep things, but then it ends up, you know, I, that was only the first part. The other part was, I was wondering if you had a, a prediction for how it all plays out. Like as far as what, you know, with this culture war, like whether it, whether it ends up boiling up, boiling down to a civil war, or if there's some sort of a compromise to be found eventually. Well, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a conclusion to it. It won't be like a war, like a real war where, you know, somebody drops an atom bomb and then it's over. I don't think it's going to be like that. And it's going to be a constant thing, a constant battle between uh, the left and the right for, I guess you would say, cultural dominance. And it's always going yeah. to be like that um, until you get more, I guess, homogeneity. Until everybody's on the same page, you're not going to have it into the culture war. So I think it'll just kind of get a little bit more advanced. A lot of propaganda is going on right now. 
um, if there was a, a dramatic event that would bring us together, that might work to try and put a pause on it. But that wouldn't even really be the end of it. Just like 9-11, that happened. People were on the same page for a while. And it's to the point now where I yeah. don't think that would even put a pause on it, unfortunately. So you I think, think it would be a constant thing. To me, that's been, uh, sorry. Go ahead. The pandemic to me has been very revealing that even, uh, even with some sort of natural disaster, it, there's the possibility that we're ripped further apart, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's so, possible. Uh, but, you know, one thing I would say is that most regular normies, the normal people out there, they aren't really even aware that the culture war is happening, in my opinion. Yeah. They, they may oh, see some weird stuff on the Internet or they may even see some weird stuff from their job, maybe even at, at school. But they don't understand the extent that this culture war is being fought. And it's not only being fought by Americans. It's also being fought by foreign countries that are posing yeah. as Americans, you see. Yeah. You know, I had a, a big transfer transformation myself because I was definitely a uh, far left for the past 10 years. And I had a wake up call uh, and started, you know, consuming as much as I could. I, you know, I wasn't really invested. I almost think that that was a cop out for me to take, you know, because I was in the same mindset of not really taking responsibility, you know, where it's, it's the system itself that's causing all these failures within my own life. Um but having that transformation, you know, now it's, uh, it's revealing. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, definitely appreciate what you do, man. And, uh, uh, I think it's awesome that you take calls. Well, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Take care. Yeah. The culture war, it would never end. It'll never end because the left are always going to be trying to push what they wanted to push. And we got to fight back against them. And I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to have more of the right pushing what they want to push rather than kind of just being on the offensive and being reactionary. We're going to try to fight and push what we're going to push too. And it's not like you're trying to push propaganda really in in a nefarious way. It's things that must be done to prevent a lot of the damage and stuff from being pressed upon our children and pressed upon us in general. Excuse me. That's why you got things like the 1776 um, with the report or whatever that came from the administration, from the Trump administration to combat the 1619 and things of that nature. And, you know, the, the culture war now has gotten much deeper. TikTok, that's, Trump was right to try banning TikTok because TikTok is a cesspool, a cesspool of propaganda. A lot of Chinese propaganda against the West on there. There's a lot of that going on. And a lot of these kids that don't know any better are going to see some of this stuff and be like, oh, China's great. You know, not knowing that, try to go to Beijing, Shanghai, it's like smoking a pack of Newports every five minutes, but that's a different story. Anyway, they, they believe in the propaganda, then they begin to foster hate for America. It's like the same thing with these Islamic radicalists getting radicalized online. You're going to have some of these liberals getting radicalized online from apps like TikTok. And it's going it, to it take a kind of counteractive measure to fight against that, at least in my humble opinion. Five one six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, um, ABL. Yes, this is me. Who am I speaking to? Oh, oh, oh wow! I keep getting that in so fast. Um, I just want to comment on the other person's uh, question about what the benefits are of um, the left view. Um, I think Jordan Peterson talked about it. Um, where I think on the left, they're more open. They have more open ideas because. On the right, the more conservative ones are traditional. 
so they tend to be more rigid. So I just wanted to comment that uh, on the left, you know, you, you could probably have more open ideas just because they're not as rigid. Yeah, that's that's the and that, that's a problem because they're open to pretty much everything. I was playing the clip earlier of this person that identifies as a mermaid, but I'm not really sure what they actually were born as. Is it's just people it was this one guy, white British guy that now identifies as Korean. He had 18 surgeries on his face and or body, and now he identifies as Korean as Jimin from BTS. So it's like they're open to everything. And that yeah, can be yeah. that that's that creates that's a great environment for creativity and art. However, when it comes to having cultural norms and um, lines drawn as far as what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept in society, mm -hmm. the lines aren't there. There's no boundaries. There's no morals. There's no tradition. There's no religion. There's nothing. And pretty much everything goes to the point where it becomes illegal. It becomes dangerous and it becomes toxic. And on the right, you really don't have that. They want to say that we're, you know, unchanging and unmoving and uncreative, but we just hold on to things that we know work over time. I think we have a good balance of the left and the right. It can create for a great society, but the problem is when one side is totally out of control with no type of boundaries, you can't work with that side. If one side is under control and the other side isn't, what are you going to do? So that's pretty much how I feel about it. Yes, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm a conservative myself, and I like that uh, thinking better. But I just wanted to answer that uh, person's call about you know some benefits because you know because um I'm just quoting um Jordan Pearson about that, and I think Thomas Sowell um has some ideas about that, and I think um I forgot that book Vision, the Vision of the Anointed, I think, where he talks about how the two sides think. He's not really arguing one or the other, but he just explains the thinking on both sides and, you know, and how they approach things. So I just wanted to uh, chime in on that. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you very much, ABL. I watch you every night. I listen to you every night and I love your show. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. All righty. Let's get to one more call here. Let's go eight, six, three, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, I just wanted to call. I don't really have anything specific to talk about, but I just wanted to tell you that I watch you basically every day. Um, and I just wanted to give you a shout out that I think you're a great guy and you do a lot of wonderful things. Well, thank you for the call and the compliment. I appreciate you. You're welcome. You have a great night, ABL. All right. Same to you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Great call. Great call. So I think that'll be a wrap. Is that it? Yeah. Matter of fact, I got one more. Let's just try to get this one. 405 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Joe. All right, Joe. What's going on? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say uh, I like how uh, <clears throat> when you're going to explain your video, you say that you're going to wrap it up and put a big bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> right hey, on. I want to say too, man. I actually do like Newport. I know you have, you did a thing about Newport, right, one time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, uh, like your show, uh, whenever I see uh, that you made a video, I always watch. Um, and that's about it, man. I really don't have nothing else to say. just want to say uh, thank you for your content. Well, and I appreciate you. how you're letting people call in. 
Oh, it's no problem. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right, brother. Have a blessed one. Same Happy to Fourth you. of July. Oh, same to you, man. All right. All right. I think that'll be right for me tonight. Thank you all for joining in. If you couldn't get on, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that. But thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. I'll be back live again on Saturday. Uh, same time, same bat time, same bat channel, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's right around right now, 11 p.m. Eastern time. I'll talk for the first hour or so. Calls for the last couple of hours. And you guys are great. Shout out to all the mods for doing what you do, keeping them trolls in check. I appreciate it. You guys are great. Couldn't do it without you. And thank you to everybody that has watched, liked, commented, shared, subscribed, super chatted, whatever you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, couldn't do it without you. I got super chats right here. And then I'll wrap it on up. So let's get to these. And then we're going to be on to the next. I'll be back again tomorrow, of course, with a pre-recorded video or two or three. Um, if you guys have any tips, if you guys have any comments, I have an email. I got a website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Emails on the website, that's contact at anthonyblogan.com. I read all your emails. I may not respond because I get flooded with emails, but I read everything. You know, I take tips sometimes on Twitter, Instagram. I read everything to see what's going on. You guys are a part of my ears and eyes on the street. You understand? So thank y'all. Um, oh, and of course, ABL merch, ablmerch.com.com. I got these limited edition USA special edition hats. It's a few quantities. We're a few in quantities. We got a few left. And you can get yours right now at ablmerch.com. Use promo code 1776 to get 20% off your next order. So you can get this hat. You can get um, a, a T-shirt, whatever you want, in the same cart. That code will apply to the whole cart. So get 20% off your next order. Um, can you get it before the fourth? Probably not because, <laughs> you know, it's already the first almost. It's almost uh, EBT cart refresh time, so it might be a little bit too late, but they're going to be available whenever you want it. ablmerch.com, get yours today. Um, what else I got? Oh, and shout out to my soap sponsor, Mr1920.com. That is Mr1920.com. Link should be in the box. Yes, I have a soap sponsor, and the soap is lit, American-made. The best soap you're going to get, let it be a gift for yourself, gift for somebody in your life that you want to just impress with a good gift. And the link for that will be in the box, also right there in the chat. Okay, we got sponsors. And also, shout-out to PatriotPost.us, your source for all the news and information happening right now, PatriotPost.us. So... Did I get everybody? I think I got everybody. All right. Let's get to um, some super chats here. Now, where am I at? Um, let's see. Oh, thank you to John Wright, who says, former Democrat, you, Candace Tatum, and black conservative perspective have completely changed my perspective. Thank you for keeping it real, bro. Hey, no problem. Thank you for watching it. I, you know, and thank you for having your mind be open. That's all I ask for. Anybody that um, is kind of on the left, kind of questioning where they want to be, as long as your mind is open, that's all I can ask for. So shout out to you. And thank you to Nicole Lowe for your donation who says, ABL, you don't know these things called women. They are something else. <laughs> uh, thank you to S. Bergs for the laughing emoji. Thank you to 
Wolfgang, who says, critical liberty theory, quote, is liberty present? Can you speak your mind here, there, over there? If there is no liberty, how do we spark it? Thank you to Angel Rivera, who says, hey, ABL, thanks for the work you put out. And when you evolve into a political figure, I'll be the first to call you honest, ABL. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Eunice Pierre Cannell, who says, ABL, a great show as usual. Lots to unpack here. <laughs> but I digress. Just wanted to know that the USA Caps are a great husband, and I will be rocking them on 4th of July, Independence Day, in style. Soaps, great. Hey, thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for getting your hats, rocking them in style. I appreciate y'all 100%. Thank you to Love, Laugh, Live for becoming an ABL supporter. I appreciate you. Thank you to Jim Jones who says, in San Jose, California, the wing stop near the airport accepts EBT. Crazy. Am I surprised? No, I'm not. Thank you to Butt versus Windshield who says, I may be slow, but I don't suffer from Joe Mincha. Hold on, do I have the... There you go. <laughs> they say Cammy is set up to fail, but she went for president saying... She can handle everything. Exactly. Thank you to Mitch Girl POV who says, thank you for taking my call and being open-minded about my one-way ticket out of here for the anti-Americans. For the anti-American Americans, blessings to you and lovely wife. Thank you for that, Mitch, Mitch Girl POV. Thank you to Seven for your donation. Thank you to Brighton Phillips for your donation. Shout out to Sonia Scrapbook who says, some humor, saw a funny meme. It said, everybody, free Britney. The universe Best I can do is free Bill Cosby. <laughs> Great win. Fantastic. All right. So thank y'all again for doing what you do. You guys are the best audience on the internet. Shout out to you, Unifar TV. I see you right there, boss. All right. Um, did I get everybody? I think I did. I got a super chat. So I got the sponsors. I got everybody. You guys are great. I'll be back live again on Saturday of this week, 8 p.m. Eastern. And back tomorrow with pre-recorded. Check me out on Instagram if you're not already. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. I put videos on there that don't make it here. Like, kind of like um, videos that's not me. Maybe some memes or things like that. It's cool. Instagram, got a nice little community over there. Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. I'm on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash Anthony Brian Logan. The whole thing like Trot Call Quest. And Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B, L-O-G-A-N. That's it. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.